Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And um, he chose not to. Well, I don't know if he chose not to. He told me he was going to. No, he's, and then he's, he's, Michael's he's, he's, like, He said, oh, you should cool, buy cool. it instead. And he's, like, he's like, you should buy people's catalogs. But apparently he had the option... Paul McCartney did to, I think, buy his back, but he wanted to buy it. The price they were offering he thought was too high. Yeah. So then he kind of thought he could kind of like weasel his way to get it cheaper. Mm. And then Michael just bought it instead for like the higher price that Paul didn't want to pay for it. And then he got mad that Michael wouldn't sell to him for like the low. And he's like, (laughs) what are you talking about? Why would I? Yeah. And he shouldn't have shared his idea in the first place. (laughs) I, I feel like it's like. That's the game now, right now, though. Is so many people like are selling, selling their catalogs, mm-hmm. and so many people are buying up catalogs. Like it's it's it's, it's a wild crazy. west out there. It is, yeah. And I understand it to some extent. Like Justin Timberlake's catalog, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, Bieber, yeah. You know, a lot of those songs have longevity. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For buying them, but why would they want to sell them? What do you mean? Oh, I'm, why would the artists want yeah. to sell them? Um, well, maybe these. They've maxed out on what their capabilities are themselves to do so with they the song. Just want, like the income. Yeah. Whereas these big majors can, they could put that anywhere, right? Like the artist is only limited to where the label can tell them where to put it eventually. Plus, think about it. Maybe if you've made so much music and you kind of like have all these things working, you're like, why not get 200 million right now? Mm-hmm. And right? then like do whatever else other ideas you have with that, you know? It's and like if you feel money. like you've done it, before I could do it again, mm-hmm. type of vibe. Like, and I know the songs are mine. Like, yeah, somebody else owns them, but come on, we know yeah. who yeah. sings. Yeah, plus the songs. depending on the deal, sometimes like after like eighteen years or some shit, you get ownership. Back. Like, probably not eighteen. That's a random number, but sometimes within the contracts, you can get the ownership royalties. Back. Oh, you get the ownership yeah, back after X amount of time. So yeah, I know. Do that, you still get royalties though if you sell it? Um, no. not necessarily unless that's a part of your deal somehow. Oh. I like, think from what I understand, it's like the fact that they gave you that money. They need mm-hmm. to then make that money back and then some. Yeah. Before mm-hmm. whatever. It's like Shark know. Tank. Yeah, I exactly. need I need my money back and then five percent interest exactly, on that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like so you, it's like they, you could have made that money potentially, mm-hmm. but they are uh, I guess rolling the dice that they will make more. Mm-hmm. They'll give you this upfront. Yeah. Yeah. So if they do get the ownership back after a certain amount of years, it's kind of like you're just renting them. Like you're renting your catalog. In a sense, you're allowing yeah. somebody to go make some profit profit off of it, mm-hmm. and then yeah. it comes back. And then to it comes you. back. Yeah. But like when. I mean, I guess it would have to be stipulated beforehand when you get it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, don't quote me. I feel like in those major deals where it's like hundreds of millions, I doubt you you might not be getting it back. I it's kind of like, yeah. oh, it's gone. You know? I don't think Beaver's getting forever. shit back yeah. at all. That's why they give you all that money up front. They're just like, okay. Oh, man. Hopefully they use it responsibly and not on like drugs or some shit. <laughs> well, they, they were already rich before this uh, this thing came up, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, majority, well, unless, we don't know sometimes. Sometimes you know, they, just, they might be faking it. They just be it. looking rich. Yeah. And that's what, that's what rap has taught me. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times they can just be looking rich or good they be at the look. They broke as fuck. And they be broke. They be hanging on by a thread. They don't tell us till later. Mm-hmm. I remember watching uh 
TLC interview after they won the Grammys. They killed the Grammys, no scrubs, all that shit, right? And that's when they came out. And the post post interview mm-hmm. after the award show, they just decided to just let it all out. <laughs> and they're like, We broke, y'all. Yeah. I ain't even gonna front to you. We sold ten million albums. And got like cents. Damn. We don't have nothing. How is that possible? Their deal. That's what somebody I did how is that possible? And they're like we don't know, but we going to figure it out, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, they fucked, wow. They got fucked over on their deal. But like, well, they that's and then, and then, and then when they talk Pebbles? about deals, that's when people try to talk about deals and then shit yeah. goes crazy. Backstreet Boys, same uh-huh. shit. NSYNC, yeah. same shit. B2K, mm-hmm. like the, it's countless. I watched Y'all remember uh, when Rihanna was broke? Oh my no, when God! When when she what? wasn't selling she was when like, she wasn't selling concert tickets either. She was broke she, and wasn't. Selling she was broke for out. years. So you yeah. know how she went on a run and she was literally dropping album after album after mm-hmm. album and like going on tour back to back to yeah. back. Mm-hmm. It's because her accountant was stealing all of her money, Damn. and she was just like she had no clue why, yeah. and so she just continued to work. And then she finally realized, and that's where she got the song Bitch Better Have My Money. Mm. And the video was the white guy yeah. in it was supposed, was to, supposed to represent account. her accountant Damn. when he she like tied him up and stuff. Or Jeez. had his bitch in the back of uh, whatever that car was. Yeah. Great. Just perfect. Yeah. Just perfect. Where, where, where's Hove in all this? I thought he was supposed to be <laughs> the, all, the all seeing. I feel like you know? Hove is so like out of the way in terms of the business. It's kind of like Drake with OVO. Like, mm-hmm. you guys can but do what you Rihanna, want. But though. I feel like around that time, he was very much like, hands this on. My little, it's my little girl type. But uh, the thing is, is like, it's her accountant. Like, what if they didn't hire the accountant, true. you know? So it's yeah. like, she gets the money, yeah, yeah. but the accountant's dealing with it, and yeah. the accountant is stealing it. Yeah. Just like Usain Bolt. Like, he ended up getting true. robbed for how much ever yeah. money as well, yeah. you know? Crazy. You have to like really trust your accountant. Like you're letting them oh into you. You know it's funny. A lot of it's, money. It's even funny you mentioned that because it's just like I don't ha- even have any money. But the idea <laughs> that like sometimes you're just like because I have an accountant as well, and like lately like it was like tax season or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, my mom's like, oh yeah, are you up to date on your taxes? I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know the accountant got it. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Like the accountant I have now does my my family as well too. So I'm like, yeah, he got it, he got it. And then like I just like lay in my bed thinking about like the Antoine Walker story, all these other stories. Yep. And I'm like, all these guys are like. No, yeah, I yeah, they like, got I, He's handling, I'm like, no, no, no. I went to the CRA, checked in, emailed him, called him. I'm like, yo, so where are we at with everything? Yeah. I'm like, okay. So rubbing yeah. the numbers. Exactly. Rubbing the numbers real quick. I'm like, you know what? I'm not like them. I, I got, I'm, I'm watching my own shit. Especially in the music industry, they're so slick, man. They're very sneaky. There's this uh, rapper I follow named La Russell. Okay. Really dope, independent rapper. He literally puts shows on in, in his backyard. And he's viral. He's viral almost every video he puts out. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how he made all this money and whatever, and the label started like coming at him for some shit. And he actually saw a deal that looked pretty good, so he's like, "Yeah, yeah, that looks that looks good. Send it over." Mm-hmm. They sent him over the contract. He reads it over and sees there's like noticeable errors in it, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, "This is." The, he sent it back with the errors, and they're like, "Oh, oh, my bad. Uh, here's the real one." Sorry, yeah. that was an accident. Damn. And they sent it back like immediately. Mm-hmm. So it was like, if he had signed it, he's like, if I signed that, yeah, they would not have told me that there was any errors. They yeah. would have went with that shit and I would have been stuck in some bullshit. Yo, mm-hmm. I read all of my contracts that come through because I'm like, y'all aren't about to like get me on some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then like, if I don't, if what, I, if it's what areas too, do you go to first on the contract? Make sure I have Exhibit the comp- a. <laughs> <laughs> compensation, compensation, <laughs> exclusivity, exclusivity. Like, Huge. you yep. know, if, if I, um, for whatever reason, can't 
go through with the deal mm-hmm. what happens then this lives like, on in perpetuity throughout yeah. the galaxy mm-hmm. how long <laughs> how long they own the rights for it and all that stuff yeah. um the only thing i really don't read is the fucking rules for like yeah. promoting on i read but, that and i read i make sure i look for ip mm-hmm. if there's any like oh we get to own the ip after any of that shit that's right. About you're like, ah, yeah. no. Other than that, I'm pretty Gucci. There was a big, big brand, like leader. Name them. I'm no, joking, sorry. leader of <laughs> <Drop> their <laughs> industry. They tried to make me sign. Hair industry, ex- you said. Of leader of their industry. Oh, so you said hair industry. They I was tried like, to make me sign in the contract a three month exclusivity mm-hmm. for one event that I did. And I'm like, so don't do any more events within three months. Within the industry, you can't promote anything. You can't do any events related to this industry. I said, hell no. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. That this is, is not going to work. If you guys can adjust it, like we can come to some type of terms, but I'm not about to lose out on three months mm-hmm. of yeah. potential pay. Because you guys just want to, you know, have control over certain no, things. Totally. So I was like, if they do that, the bag better be. That's what I'm saying. If you want to pay me for those three months, Bag then sure. Be sexy. Yeah. Bag you know, be but you're not paying sexy. me. For, you're paying me for the one event. Yeah, you know. No. So I was like, no, 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 no. They're bright. I was like, if you can like find a middle ground for yeah. us, then sure, we can go through. If not, I'm just gonna have to pass on this. You know, gonna have to skedaddle. And they're like, like, okay, like... can you can you sign a two week <laughs> exclusivity? I was like. Yeah, sure. What was it? Like, <laughs> it's two weeks. Yeah, it's like contract sure. negotiation. How you go from so like three, three months, months to two, two weeks? weeks. <laughs> All right, or meet you in the middle. <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny what you'll get when you like push back. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, crazy for sure. For A lot sure. of people feel like if they push back, the opportunity's gone completely, mm-hmm. and it's, it's hard. It's it's difficult when you're not in your position. You're a seasoned vet. You know, mm-hmm. you've been in the game, so you know. But yeah. when that young creator, that young influencer is just starting out and they're broke and they want that look as mm-hmm. well as the money, mm-hmm. very compliant. Well, that's <laughs> the biggest thing. I feel very like, compliant. Literally can't stand oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel as if people just take the deals because they want it to look cool, like they're actually doing something. It's you know? about the look. Mm-hmm. It's not about no, doing it's, it's, it. It's funny you mention that because like, sometimes I think about like the thing that Young Thug said, I think on Million Dollars Worth of Game, where he's mm-hmm. just like, He's like, his first deal, he knew it was a really bad deal, but he knew he could get out of it, but he knew he just needed that deal to, like, platform himself. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I'm like, you know what? That's, like, a, a fairly good point. It's like, yeah. sometimes you see some deals and you're like, this scenario, it's like, it's a bit of a platform, but it's, like, such a, almost not insignificant, but it's so, like, minute mm-hmm. that, like, really arguing all these points is yeah. like, let's just, like, get over this and, like, keep it moving type shit. And what are you I willing agree, to though. sacrifice? Like, who, who are you, especially when you're first coming up, who are you willing to let take advantage of you and how much? Mm-hmm. Like, well, what think, is the I think bar? the main thing is just, like, um, the longevity of the deals can't be that long. That, too. Yeah. yeah if, the, like, if the deal is short term, then I could do with this and be a... Exactly. It could be a blip. And go left. Yeah, it could yeah. be a blip. You and definitely have to just pick and choose your battles. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's like it's like choosing when to work for free when yeah. you first start out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you got to know which ones to actually do and which ones are just a dead end. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it's just also leverage, like... You know, is that going to open things up for other potential revenues? You got it. For me, I always look at who Mm -hmm. is offering it Mm -hmm. and what their history around that is. And what are they doing? Mm -hmm. And what are they doing? Because if it's somebody that is just like 
unorganized or whatever the case. You can always tell when yeah. the person is a little bit unprofessional or whatever. Yeah. And it, it'll be little things like DMing you, not emailing you. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no invoice. Mm. <laughs> it's cash. Mm. Like, little things. And once you notice those red flags, like, you got to treat it like a relationship and just yeah. back out of this. Yeah. But anyways, let's start it up. You are now tuned in to the greatest uh -oh. podcast. Sound effects back. I'll bring it back. <laughs> well, you missed mine? <laughs> Oh man, jokes. you guys are do hearing a, a foreign it's voice. It's not Norm. It is not Norm. <laughs> <laughs> that is not Norm's. Uh, <laughs> I got robbed. Voice. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. I was thinking about him. I'm just like, I wonder if he's okay. He's it's good, really man. Said much. He'd be singing. Yeah, he he'd be singing on yeah, like Insta stories in Edmonton. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah, he's in the hood yeah. in Edmonton. Well, I feel like what is that's, that's considered the prairies, right? No, I, have no idea. I don't think it is because it's Alberta. It's I west. think the prairies are okay. a little bit west coast. Yeah, I think okay. the prairies are a little bit more north of that. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, no, welcome back north. to the Extra Gravy Show. In the middle, I don't care. I'm Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even say Marlon. I'm Chief. <laughs> welcome back to Extra Gravy Show. I'm Marlon. That's Alicia, and we are joined by a Toronto legend. This uh, guy has listen. You've made waves in the city, and you've been. I met you outside the city. I didn't even yeah, anticipate that happening. It's crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Chief early. in here. Let's Make some see. noise for Chief, everybody. Chief Mosabra is in the building. Full circle moment. We yes. I met this guy in Ottawa, man. Yes, Photographer, videographer like life. 10, year, 10 years ago plus. Really? Yeah, it was it was Bada Bada. Mm -hmm. Like that, the, the middle of that when we first dropped that song and we went to Ottawa for Care Vibe. Yeah. And he messaged me. He's like, hey, I want to kind of like follow you around and just take some pictures and stuff. I was like, oh, that's kind of dope. All right, come through. Yeah. And he just witnessed the debauchery all week. Insanity. I don't even remember half that weekend. And oh, I'm hoping man. I kept everything legal. Uh, <laughs> but he's, he's deep in the he has all the footage. He has gonna all come, the He's going to come back with the Freak Nick documentary. <laughs> Yo, listen. Listen, Care Vibe, especially I'm, that I'm day. I'm a solid vault. I'm a yeah. solid vault. That day was. Were you with us when we had to like change in the car and shit? Yeah. So basically, I linked. So from my perspective, I obviously Marlon and them were doing their thing, and mm -hmm. I saw he was coming to, to to Ottawa, and I was like, oh shit! Like, did you go to school out there? Yeah, I went to Carleton. So I was out there, um, like 2008 to 2012. Yeah. And then, um, I'm like, so during around that time, I was doing kind of like day in the life type things for my brand, Bad Habits. Yes, um, Bad Habits. Yeah, Bad yes. Habits. So I was like, yo, like, I'm doing this thing. Let me kind of like follow you around. Cause obviously, like, even not even being in Toronto, I still knew the legend of Marlon, you know? So, <laughs> the legend. Uh, so he's like, yeah, definitely. Da, da, da. So I like pulled up with them and just like was kind of like a fly on the wall, like with the camera. He's so quiet. And just like, I didn't say a word <laughs> all day. I'm generally a quiet guy. Plus, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, here, no. So now like, that I know you, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But back then, I was like, this guy is mad. Yeah. Is he scared of us? Like, <laughs> but think I'm about like, it, right? You don't just like pull up on a group of people you don't know. Yeah. Be the cameraman, and then you're talking so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, shut, shut the up. fuck up. We wouldn't have cared. We wouldn't have cared. We, I know Elmo, my boy, the condo. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was just like, Yo, why doesn't he talk? I was like, I don't know. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just here to, to witness. He's you know chilling. I mean? so, uh, we I, went I, to Care Vibe. Dope. I think that was the first time I went to Care Vibe ever. What is Care Vibe? Is that the time we performed? Yes. I feel like, so we went, I remember we went down to the beach. We were at the condo. Yeah. Then we went to like some club, like I think in uh, in the French area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I forget what it's called. Orleans or Orleans, some exactly. Shit? Yeah, in yeah. Orleans. Oh, that, that, party was like, was... that day was that day was crazy. Yo, that party was crazy. Yeah, was... But yeah, no, showing up to Care Vibe, that was one of my first like, holy shit, I've made it moments. Yeah, <laughs> like, like literally, it was just like 
Everyone's like, yo, yo, Marlon, yo. Like we walked. Uh, we came like out the car. We changed wow. in the car. Okay, yeah. and this is a just to show you perception. Okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> perception of the broke versus rich and all that bullshit. Yeah, we show up. We're dumb late. All right, mm-hmm. we drive straight there. We had to change in the whip. Mm-hmm. It's middle of summer. We're fucking sweating. Couldn't shower. Nothing. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is such bullshit. And we start walking towards it, and uh, the guy, the organizer, is just like, yo, don't move. <laughs> Stay where you are. We're going to get somebody to meet you there. So we walk down this like long yeah, road. Long-ass mm-hmm. road. Long-ass road. We get down to the end, and we're near like where the entrance is, and he tells us to just chill there. I'm like, all right, cool. Then you see security vests, like big guys, <laughs> yeah. walk up. All right, you Marlon? Come, come through, come through. And they're walking with us. I'm like, this. me and Slinky were looking at each other like, this is unnecessary. We're all making jokes about yeah. it. I'm like, this is going to look so pretentious and just stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. We walk through, and I'm just hearing screams in like every corner, right? <laughs> I'm not noticed. I really have no idea that this is happening for This is very new yeah. at this point, the YouTube, all that shit. So we walk up, and people start now like, converging on us like from every direction mm. and the security just starts getting around us yeah. it makes like a a chain around <laughs> us and crazy. like little kids are just trying to grab at it it was insane really? it was insane yeah it was nuts it was a wild ass day and then we performed bada bada mm-hmm. um that part walking up got to my head so much i left it with my shirt <laughs> on stage like b2k <laughs> like, i was feeling myself way too wow. much but it was a fun day, man. It was a very fun day. I remember bad habits, man. Yes, sir. I remember he, you always had uh, an eye for branding. Where did that come from? I don't even know. I feel like, uh, I don't know, just growing up, I just like always gravitated to like brands and kind of just like getting to know the history behind brands. And yeah. like, it was a lot with like getting to know cars, like just like if I was with my dad, it was, we would kind of just be like, we'd see cars, name the model. Talk about it, just shit like that. And Sick. Like, I think it progressed to like right now. If I see like almost any car, I can like just detail give, it. Give you the rundown real quick. <laughs> it's like FBI, <laughs> exactly shit like that. And then like I don't even know. Like my parents were very strict. They weren't really the ones to like buy you stuff. Mm-hmm. So like an, what they considered unnecessary stuff, which is oh yeah, damn near everything. And everything. <laughs> <laughs> Every and anything like, that wasn't a necessity. If you're not like dying on the yeah. ground, it's unnecessary. <laughs> so for me, uh, I think I just always like would research the shit that I wanted. Mm. So, like, as I started getting older, like, for Christmas, every year, 100 bucks, rain or shine, you know, I yeah. was getting that. And I'd always use it for ball shoes because ball started in, like, after Christmas break. Mm. So I'd just basically spend the break, uh, or, yeah, kind of studying where I wanted this 100 bucks to go. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, basically what, what one pair of ball shoes I wanted. Yeah. So just from there, I think that's kind of where it started, just, like, studying all that shit. That's and, what's up. Yeah. I still can see the BH logo in my oh, head. You, you made the Got hats right and here. shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> How many brands now? I know you had Undisposable. Yeah. You've had Brad Habits and, obviously, Aunt Lucy's. Is that, are those the three main? Or yeah, have you had any other? Yeah, those are three Those are three. Okay. Well, there's, a, there's been a number of them in between. Yeah, yeah uh, let, me know, let me know the failures okay oh, yeah so <laughs> no because yeah, no, that's totally, where the learning sure, lessons for sure, are for sure 100 percent. um so i think before bad habits in high school there was a brand called restrict mm-hmm. so me and my boy tiago who's he's killing it right now he has a, a a car rapping company called seek and skin okay and they do crazy raps like they he, do, he did dead mouses like perari oh shit he did um the homie that owns od all, a lot of his lambos are from tiago okay um but back in the day before he was rapping the the cars we had this like iron-on t-shirt company called restrict mm. and uh so that was the first one that was like we who came like, up with that name 
I want to give him that one. I think I think he. <laughs> I want to give him the failure. Yeah, I want to give him the L. <laughs> he, 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 he came up with that name, um, and then how come it failed? You guys just weren't. I don't even really much. say it failed. It was just kind of like we bought like iron-ons from like yeah. Walmart. Mm. He printed some things. We ironed them on. We sold some. I think it was just like kind of like. And then that was just it. An yeah. operation where you don't even really know what you're doing. Was that like, your yeah. first venture? That was like the first like T-shirt venture. I think okay. the first like real venture was my other boy. We uh, he had a DVD burner. So nice. we sold we sold the DVD nice. burning, the CD burning. Good and times. He was also Filipino, so we did the Filipino Jordans and uh, <laughs> kind, of, kind of those ones. Amazing. <laughs> but, but we let people know we're like, yo, like <laughs> yeah. they could tell. <laughs> Why is Michael Jordan holding we, we pork? Did, we did those. And then, uh, it's funny because I feel like now as my career has progressed, it's like I've been like a middleman, which mm-hmm. is like a spacey consultant. Yeah. But I feel like it started in like Mount Carmel, mm-hmm. where it was like. Because Mark Carmel is, like, where it's situated, it's, like, there are, like, wealthy people, but there's also, like, I guess less fortunate people. Yeah. But we all kind of harmonize in the same school. Mm. And I feel like um, my personality is a type to kind of hang out with all types of people. Yeah. So I'd be here with the homies. Someone comes up on, like, a 150 gig iPod. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. like, they're, like, yo, I want 60 bucks for it. Go over to this guy. <laughs> he wants to drop 200 on it. <laughs> but, like, these guys don't talk to each other. Yeah. So I just kind of, So you're like, just profiting? Kind of, you know, market research. Bring, I'm like these guys, you know, buy low, sell high. Type, yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. facts. Yeah, so I think that's kind of where I learned a lot of like marketing principles and just like <laughs> how to survey the market and you know how to just appeal to all your different types of people. But I think the main brands were Bad Habits. Then it went to uh, before it was Undisposable. We had like Night Owls, which was like our party company. We basically mm-hmm. wanted to like not make bad habits turn into like a party company. Mm. So we did Night Owls for a bit and then And then OVO took the name. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that works, but uh, no 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 there's no correlation. Um and, and, and then uh, and then what happened? Then we did Undisposable. And Undisposable basically was our way of uh we had done so many parties like in university mm. and we're like, you know what, we wanna kinda move out of the club, go to DIY spaces. So we rented a jail hostel in Ottawa. Um, wow. And then we decided to give out disposable cameras. Mm-hmm. Sick. Uh, then get the cameras back and put on our Tumblr. Mm. And then, um, the, so the name Undisposable actually came out of like ignorance because I was like, well, normally at a party, uh, people can go up to the photographer and ask him to delete a photo. Yeah. Which is disposable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be the opposite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was just like, Undisposable. And then we just kind of went with that name. And then maybe like a week or two later, um, my homeboy was like, yo, you know, like the real word is like indisposable. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't care. Well, it's <laughs> too late now. Well, <laughs> I was like, undisposable sounds better. I made better, the stamps. Now we have, our own, we have our own word, you know? Yeah, so exactly. It was, it was cool. And that that too as well is like you starting your own thing and recognizing that. That's that's amazing. And is better that better for SEO purposes. <laughs> Facts. Right? Exactly. The exactly. only people in the world <laughs> spelling it this way. And was that when you realized you're you're good as the middleman when you started that company? I think I just realized that all through high school. Mm. It was always just kind of like, I think when I got to university, I already because I when I got when I was going to Ottawa, I didn't it wasn't my choice to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, when I graduated high school, my dad had got a job with the federal government, and he was basically like, we're "Pack your bags, out. we're all yeah. going." So it was like in the movies, we're like, "We ha- we have this van, the van's packed." <laughs> I'm like looking out the window, all my friends from Meadowvale. I'm like, "Oh my guys. god!" And like three like. Going away, hangouts, like at the park type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, That's crazy. But yeah, I got to Ottawa. I was like, I hate this place. And then I didn't even go check People out my university. I just, <laughs> I just showed up there on the first day, like, let's get it. And then it was actually lit. Yeah. But when yeah. I got there, I realized that, like, I was like, you know what? 
I'm just going to try to, because I was studying communication, and mm-hmm. I was like, the likelihood of me being top 1%, like, uh, marks-wise, is, mm. like, probably low. But what I should do is just, like, obviously still do my thing with the school, but just, like, try to meet everyone yeah. and just really just Make network, relationships. network like crazy. Yeah. So basically it was just, like, uh, yeah, we just kind of were just, in the, in, we're just in the mix. We were just meeting everybody, just... We had like a radio show while we were there. We mm. like started printing T-shirts, started throwing parties, started doing whatever stuff, and then like we learned about it as we were going. Like one day we decided to like print out like three hundred stickers mm-hmm. and uh, stick them all around the campus in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that, and then I think the next day someone was like, "Yo, my print, my uh, professor was talking about you in marketing class and said that that's an example of uh, guerrilla marketing." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, crazy!" Because wow. I had no, I knew it, no yeah. idea what that was. Wow. I was just yeah. like. <laughs> I was like, let's just be sneaky yeah. and plaster the school at nighttime so no one knows it's yeah. us and then just be surprised in the daytime, you know? And then I was like, oh, that's cool. That's good to know. So, like, we were doing random shit instinctively and then kind mm-hmm. of, like, learning about it afterwards. afterwards. And uh, so it was cool to, like, go to, like, a marketing class or communication class, learn something, and then have a brand that I could try it on. And apply way. it right mm-hmm. away. Yeah. yeah. And especially around that time, we were, like, the first people who could do that that easily, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, before that, it would take way more <laughs> resources, research, all this. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. Especially even today, it feels like a lot, even though we have so, so much many. at our disposal. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's just so tedious now. I feel like it's way more tedious in terms of like keeping track of everything and, and making sure it looks a certain way and keeping up with an it algorithm. Though, and yeah. it's just so, it's, The marketing changes now like week to week. I feel like mm-hmm. you could have a new app that comes out that's yeah. way better at platforming you mm-hmm. than this app. Or you could have Depop where you can like it's people crazy. are starting their own stores in Depop, it's like crazy. off their and closets. A lot of money. I, I, th- I think I think the most important thing that like hasn't changed is just like you need to figure out how to like what is what are you offering? Mm-hmm. How yeah. to platform yourself. And then once you know why people fuck with you, mm-hmm. then you can just really take that everywhere. Because once you have people who are into what you are about, yeah. then it's like you can like Exactly. Yeah, know your brand and then you'll find your audience sometimes too. Exactly. And then you guys can go everywhere. And be very specific about what value you're trying to bring Mm -hmm. to said customer or person because it's got to be a two way street. Yeah, exactly. You can't just take, 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 take without providing something to them. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. Especially when, yeah, especially when you're first starting out on something and it's hard for people to even, you don't even know how people are going to understand the value Mm -hmm. until it's in motion. Mm -hmm. It's tough, man. It's tough. Mm -hmm. What about Aunt Lucy's? Like, how did that come about? Yeah, that was crazy. That was, um, I'm actually so grateful for everything that wasn't is Auntie Lucy's because that was like a whole like life changer type situation. Mm. But um basically from the beginning, um do you know La Carnita? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I used to live on College in Bathurst and I'll go to La Carnita there and uh one day someone was like, Yo, you know La Carnita was created from one method, which yep. is like another agency. It's Apparently, an agency. They did it to like showcase like what they could do as as a marketing company. Yeah. Wow. So I, when I first heard that I was like that's I was like, hard. I used what? to be so obsessed with one method. Yeah. I like that's hard. Crazy. I had a job interview for them, and at the time I worked for Spin Master Toys, which was literally behind their building. Mm-hmm. And when they found out, you know, like they're with one method, they're super chill, like kind of mm-hmm. like kinda big like, kids. Like the yeah. guy that created it, mm-hmm. he's like a big kid. Mm-hmm. And so when they found out I worked for a toy company, they were so like geeked about it. And so I went back 
to my work and I packed up a whole box. Like I just stole the toys from all around. <laughs> I packed up a whole box, like dropped it off. And I was like, thank you so much for the opportunity. Didn't me. get the job. But like I want my toys back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, nah, they were cool though. They were like, oh, if you ever need anything, you know. So yeah. I've worked with their PR agency before. Well, that's fair. But yeah. So, yeah, so I heard that story and I was like, damn, that's insane. And then... um. And La Carnita is like a good concept as well. Like mm-hmm. they really put um, thought into everything. Yeah. And yeah. then they, I think they like franchise it to like multiple locations. Like yeah. it's doing so well as like a business on its own that you wouldn't have even thought it was like a pop up. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I heard about that and I was like, damn, that's crazy. And um, but like obviously back then, still like my in my mind, I'm like owning a restaurant is like almost damn near impossible like yeah. type like, shit. Yeah, like it feels untouchable. Like hundreds of thousands of dollars, <laughs> yeah. all these things. I'm just, that even crossed my mind as like a thing to do. Um, and I'm sure you still, even before starting it and actually starting it, you're like, <laughs> whoa, there's even more things I mm-hmm. didn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many, so many things. But then it was like, uh, what happened? So then around that time, I'm like kind of uh, getting to know Toronto more, starting mm-hmm. to like work a real job. Like going out and actually trying out restaurants or whatever, and I uh, out of comfortability was always just ordering the burger. Mm-hmm. So everywhere I went with my girl at the time, it's like I'm gonna just get the burger. I'm gonna just get the burger. And then <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let me just try the burger everywhere, yeah. just because as a thing to do. And then mm-hmm. um, what happens? And then uh, come to learn about Smash Burgers, which are just basically like elevated yeah. hamburgers, better quality food, better quality meat, uh, better quality ingredients. I mean, and then um, yeah, I think one day after going to like all the Smash Burger shops and really kind of like. Knowing the food scene a lot more, I think uh, I was on the Undisposable Instagram, and mm. uh, there's this burger shop at the time. Um, they had DM. I mean, yeah, I was rocking with them because they used to be down the street from Libertine, mm-hmm. and uh, they would be open super late. So after Libertine, we go there, and like it was a small spot. Everyone's just like kicking back burgers, and I was just like, I was like, damn, this guy's running it up. Yeah, you know, like, I'm just looking. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's going crazy in yeah. here, you know. And uh, I remember DMing him one day, being like, yo, like I want to collab. Like I fuck with what you're doing. Like let's collab. And he hit me back. He's like, "Yeah, like, I'm rocking with you. Like, let's let's do a collab." So then, um, this might have been like 2019, like fall. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, boom, we decide to collaborate. We decide to do a gourmet version of In and Out. Mm-hmm. Um, so our colors like red and yellow, and like uh, so that he the plan was I'd come up with the branding, and mm-hmm. then he would kind of make the food. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about. So we, I have a relationship with Hallmark, so they own a lot of Ossington. <clears throat> so. They gave us a pop-up space to use in Ossington. And I was like, okay, well, at the same time, too, my grandma was, like, really sick in Ghana. But I couldn't really go. Mm. Um, so at the same time, I was thinking about names for the pop-up. But, I, like, Ossington's very, like, family-orientated and, like, mm. stuff like that. And my grandma's name is, like, Lucy, Lucy Boating. So I was like, I, was, I don't even know how the auntie part came up. But I was thinking Grandma Lucy. But then I just thought Auntie Lucy. Yeah. And we just did Auntie Lucy's Burger Shop. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the homie Ethan from Better Gift Shop, he did the logos. I love the name, man. Oh, I love the name. Thank Especially you. because I thought about that too. I'm like, where you're putting it plus the name. And like even the family member. I feel like the family member name is important. Yeah. Like grandma as opposed to auntie. You feel more fun <laughs> with an auntie. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's like even a younger with, like, energy. It is a with, younger energy. Yeah. Yeah. With grandma, it's like more comforting. Yeah. I feel like it I got to be, like be laid meal, back like and sitting, calm, yeah, yeah, yeah. soup or yeah. something. Yeah. Like when I was with, in Spain, yeah. I don't. Uh, I went to some brunch spot, but they were just like, it's grandma's. Like it had to do with cake, mm. and I'm just like, oh, that makes See sense. That, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, exactly. Grandma would sneaky to like the treats and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that sometimes exactly your auntie depending <laughs> on what she's like you know you can kind of 
she'll give you a burger. She, yeah. You know, she, you can kind of get away with some things. Exactly. Maybe, you know? so, exactly. Yeah, it is like a younger energy. So, uh, and this is Adrian that you were working with. Not yet, actually. Not oh, yet. No, so, okay. So this, this is actually I don't really rock with them too heavy, but I'm gonna still shout them out. Uh, this is Extra Burger. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't really rock with the owner. But, uh, <laughs> I'm the yeah, owner. Yeah, yeah. So um, I caught that you didn't say anything. I was like, <laughs> but yeah, actually, no competition. At the time, though. At the time, though. At the time, though, he was solid. So shout out to him. Yeah. In 2019. <laughs> uh, but um, so yeah, so it was Extra Burger. Um, so I was like, yo, I fuck with fuck with your food, blah blah blah. So. I did the branding. I got the space. Uh, his job was to kind of facilitate the food. So we had like maybe one day of like taste testing, whatever. It was solid. Um, on the marketing side, we were going crazy. Like, oh, I remember. was really helping push us. Like, mm-hmm. also Toronto is like a big, uh, like food kind of gimmicky city type yeah. thing. So we love lines. Exactly. And lining up for food is yeah. number one. Yeah. And the, and the city loves, or Canada in general just loves uh, fucking In and Out. You know, yep. since, since we can't get it, yep. it's just like anytime someone takes the effort to bring Low something key, similar, it's just it like and a, out isn't even great. It's not that great. <laughs> but I don't think I think it's amazing. Where I do rate in and out is the fact that they had Tumblr unlock. Yeah. Oh yeah. Crazy. They oh, they it, it was the it was that old diner look, mm-hmm. first of all. But then also then their you, concept of like the secret menu. And the colors, that, and, like, and it's so simple, yeah. the menu. Yeah. It's not like there's a v- wide variety of options. Yeah. Like yeah. you got like two, three things to get. And exactly. <laughs> you got to get out of there. They it. had the formula before, kind of all the burger shops now with the small menu. Exactly. But I think they really, sh- they, they were like viral, viral brand yeah. before people even knew what I that think, was. Like. Yeah. like, what was that uh, five second one? Vine. Vine. Yeah. Vine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are like the LA, Vine days. LA yeah. people, LA influencers, majority, yeah. that's, that was an aesthetic thing for them, mm-hmm. was in and out yeah. And mm-hmm. so that it, it became a thing on Tumblr because of the influencers constantly mm-hmm. plugging it. Like, especially that little seating area they have outside mm-hmm. looks super old school. Mm-hmm. It, was that, it was dope, dope marketing yeah. on their part. It's funny because when you, as soon as you touch down in LA, Mm-hmm. I feel like around that time you had to go there. The airport, like, it's the right beside day. the airport. Exactly. It's, it's like, right beside the like airport. You almost had to. You're like, oh shit, now I'm really in LA. They were so smart for that location mm-hmm. because the, I think they realized the hype and mm-hmm. were like, oh, we got to bank on these tourists. Mm-hmm. So it's like you come out the air, you come out of LAX and it's like right down the street. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. going to KFC in Jamaica. Exactly. It's right there. <laughs> the airport, drive out, KFC's right there. That's crazy. And that's, that's the one that everybody goes to. So that's sick. yeah, yeah that's it's, sick. it's 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 brand awareness. Yeah. Chloe that's Bailey. Exactly. Brand awareness. Brand awareness. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Um, what happened after that? So yeah, so we we do it. It's supposed to be a three day pop up. Mm-hmm. It went crazy. And um, but what kinda had happened was I feel like the guy um he maybe no no fault of his own, but he didn't anticipate. Like I was doing everything I could to ensure it was going to go crazy. Yeah, and I feel like he didn't anticipate it was going to like go as crazy, go as, as crazy as it did. So it's like yeah. we kept like selling out, but we just he wasn't getting enough materials. Yeah. Mm. Um. So at the end, whatever we we do the thing. Uh, I guess our issues actually came later, but whatever we do the pop up was successful. In my head, I'm like, you know what? That was cool. Like. Great PR for Undisposable because that was the point of it to show that like because we were known as like a party company right yeah. we've done so many DIY parties in the city but I wanted to kind of like begin for it to be an agency so I can try to get some daytime business yeah. whatever mm-hmm. um, so I was really happy with what we had done in my head I'm like you know what I don't even, I don't even have my own location this guy's gonna get residual business at his location so he should probably be happy too mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, that was kind of it you know we kind of kept it moving and then um, so after that I kind of put that in the back of my mind as like okay well I own this intellectual property yeah. in terms of the branding whatever bring it back anytime bring it back anytime so then some months go by 
think that I kind of had a falling out with him. Um, so I was like, I was like, because before I was gonna potentially reach out to him to see if we want if he wants if he wants to go half on a location. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I had a falling out with him, um, and I was like, actually, no, I'm just gonna do this myself. Yeah. And then fast forward, we're getting closer to, I guess, yeah, maybe COVID. I yeah. Guess. Uh, so maybe June, maybe I guess April, May of 2020. At this point, um, I was working for this company, in New York Rail, consulting for them. COVID's happening. I got to come back to Toronto. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. word. I had some money saved. And I was like, okay, like, what should I do with this? Because I, I had been in a couple of situations before where I had I was in a good situation and I just blew the bag. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, let's not do that again. You know? <laughs> so Smart calculating. I was, I, I was like, okay, you got something here. Okay, use it properly. Out, yeah. Use it properly. So I was thinking about what I like, what things I had in my wheelhouse. I was like, oh, we got Auntie Lucy's. Mm-hmm. And then I started to hear about uh, ghost kitchens, which mm-hmm. is basically for yeah. people who don't know you rent a commercial kitchen mm-hmm. and then you basically create a brand online and then you like hire the staff and like they make it and then you sell it on delivery apps. Yeah, Uber mm-hmm. Eats, I know. Exactly. So everyone knows about them now, but at the time it was like a very, very new, new concept. concept. Yeah. And like, so I was like, okay, word. So, and the point of and that much is- cheaper. So much cheaper. <laughs> so much more yeah. affordable. So much cheaper. Back then, when you first started it. Exactly. Because as opposed to the now. idea is, <laughs> you're not buying, you're not buying or renting the kitchen at full price. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not buying the equipment. You're not yeah. doing anything. All that yeah. shit is so expensive. So expensive. And that's so, everything's already done. You're just renting it from someone who already has one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you just. It's like a photo studio. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. But for kitchens. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um. That's yeah. how Mr. Beast and those guys are are doing it worldwide and cutting costs with making locations. Exactly, they just do ghost kitchens and oh, wow. sell Mr. Beast burgers all over the world. Because oh, wow. the whole point is like, people see the, the brand on- online, like the digital side of it. So yeah. it doesn't necessarily matter as long as you have a good, clean kitchen. It doesn't necessarily matter like what it looks like or mm-hmm. where it is because yeah. it's like, and that's what makes it cheaper. The fact that it can kind of be anywhere. Mm-hmm. You don't need to spend hundreds of thousands to renovate it. Less customer really service hassle. Come in. Exactly, yeah, exactly. It's a lot. So we learned about that, excuse me, and um, that actually took a while to actually find a kitchen. Because the mm. first we started calling people, no one had really knew about this. So yeah. mm-hmm. people were kind of like, what? Rent what? my kitchen? <laughs> like, I don't know. Or I would talk to chefs who worked at places where I really fucked with the burger. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I know you're not working right now. Like, what are you saying? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah. you, guys are, you guys are fucking hungry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then at the time, I ended up hitting my boy, Justin Bella, who owns uh bb's diner because mm-hmm. he was a homie from ottawa as well who moved out here and i was like yo justin like i've seen what you're doing with bb's like, shout out to bb's shout man. out to bb's exactly and this is when they had a location at uh um on lippincott close to college in bathurst Dope. so i'm like yo justin like blah 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 like basically let's collab or like whatever and he was like i guess he was super busy at the time but he's like yo you should hit up adrian and i was like oh shit because i knew adrian from mm. uh Dirty Bird Chicken and Waffle, and I met him through like jazz and all those yeah. guys. Gangster mm-hmm. Burger times. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, I should hit up Adrian. So I hit up Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so at the time I wasn't super close to Adrian, but I knew who he was. Yeah. So I hit him up on DM to start asking him questions. Da, da, da. I think this is when he had just got off of um, Top show. Chef. Top yeah. Chef, I was yeah. like, I think one of the top four. Top five, yeah, yeah top yeah. five. Yeah, so then he was just answering some questions, but after a while he's like, and this is, this is, a, this is, a, this is a real thing. He was like, uh, you know, I like I consult. I get paid to like answer questions, and I was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, fair enough. I was like, facts, yeah. you know. I really, I really respected that. I was like, yeah. you know what? I was like, you know, what? yeah. I'm like, 
trying to get a business going. We put my, my money where my mouth is type shit. So I was like, it worked. So we figured out a rate, boom, 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 hired him to consult. I get and it for was, him, though. He hears so much I'm ideas. Sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. I've been around Adrian when people are yeah. pitching to him. And I'm just like, this was, I know how annoying it is. Absolutely. Yeah, I can imagine. Because half the people, th- half, 90% of people are never going to follow through with, with any of these ideas. Yeah. You're going to do. The yeah. people that actually put the money to it are the ones who are more likely going to follow through, some people you know? might tell me things and you guys may feel skepticism or negativity from me i apologize <laughs> but it's the field <laughs> this is the field i gotta play the field how i see it and i don't believe shit till exactly. things are signed exactly. physical things exactly. are happening exactly. like i'm not putting and any especially i'm sure around mm-hmm. that time too because He's an OG when it comes to being a chef and like yeah. a yeah. black chef in the city and really kind of getting restaurants going, getting that mm. stuff going, especially being young. I met him when he used to work at the ACC. We both did. Crazy. So that was like so long ago. Yeah. yeah. So Leather like, jacket, Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? The uh, biker jacket? Yes. Yeah, 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 he used yeah. to wear that yes. all the time. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, he's definitely like, you know, he's on. he's been on his, his own journey. So yes. uh, hit him up. He's like, I consult. I'm like, boom, say less. We hire him and start consulting. And um, yeah, what did we do? So at that point, that was, I think, the best decision ever. Because mm-hmm. that even made me realize, because me personally, in my personal life, I'm not much of a cook. Yeah. I can like tell you what I like and what tastes good and whatever, whatever, but I don't really cook myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm like, yo, I want, I want a small menu. I want this, I want that. So we have a few days where I'm in the kitchen with him, like working on our like special sauce mm-hmm. and uh, all these various things. So that's like very important part one day. Another day, he kind of shows me how to like, Find the suppliers. Like literally, I feel like I pay to go to like kids, like <laughs> restaurant, restaurant school. Yeah. school. <laughs> yeah, insane. So, but it was all like a crash, crash course in like course. two yeah. weeks. It was like yeah. two weeks type thing. So, because um, at the same time too, I'm enjoying the learnings, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to like budget everything. You yeah. Know? yeah. So make sure that like it all stays within unexpected budget. costs yeah. popping up. Like, wait, you got to do that? Exactly. You got to pay for that? <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> I'm learning where to find every everything. We're learning where to hire all the cooks. Uh, we're like certifying our menu and everything. Yeah. And then on the flip side, I'm like uh, getting our boxes made because I was like, I really wanted us to have custom boxes. Yeah. So I noticed all the Smash Burger places. Oh, yeah. They just had like the white box. Mm-hmm. It was just like the burgers were good, but like the branding, branding was kind of like. It didn't lackluster. connect you. Yeah. It's like fast food. They were killing it, but that's fast food. And then these places were like, the food was good, but they were kind of disconnecting the branding side. So mm-hmm. I was like, let's get custom boxes. Let's really just make this like a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we started doing that. And then, um, yeah, we basically, I think it was like, we were, we were supposed to open June 3rd. And then mind you, at the exact same time as like Black Lives Matter is really heating up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the George Floyd thing was like uh, the tragedy that also happened around that time too. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, like shit's really going crazy. Mm-hmm. And then we had put out a statement being like, we... Because I didn't want, I'm not the type to really, I don't want to like use things as a handicap. Make it, yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So I was like, yes, I'm black, yes, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm not trying to like really. Buy this because I'm black. Exactly. Yeah, I don't really yeah, like yeah. those types of th- situations. Nasty, I'm like, icky stuff. Yeah, it's just like, it's like I just want my product to be good and everyone to fuck with it. Yeah. And I really like the type of entrepreneurs who are like, you don't even know their race. Mm. It's like you just buy their product and yeah. like in like 50 years, like, oh, that person was this, the person was yeah. that. So the um, super soaker, exactly, exactly, <laughs> like super stuff soaker. like that. Yeah. It's like I, that's the kind of thing I think is more iconic. But so we end up giving out, I think, ten percent of our. Or we announced we give away ten percent of our um, funds that month to go to. Uh, ironically, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> that's what's up. Went to her mansion. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Her, her multiple it was mansions. stolen. Yeah. Um, but that first month it went crazy for us. Yeah. So it's supposed to be one month pop up. 
we like it went dumb stupid in terms of sales and then i was like oh we should keep this going yeah. so then we end up so that's also the crazy part so then we rent this place in parkdale mm-hmm. um big spot yeah it was a big ass spot duggan's brewery um and uh and he had kind of had some scandals before because i think he he was gonna make it like vegandale or some shit I don't yeah know. yeah yeah um so then whatever we go into the space it was good he had his beer we had our the kitchen doing the food and I'm like, yo, so how much can I rent this for? And he was like, I had a price in my mind. And I guess mm-hmm. I had to be super transparent. Um, but I had a price in my mind. I was thinking, like, I don't want to pay over $1,000 for the month. Yeah. So he comes back to me. He's like, okay, uh, 560 something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. Bless. Light. You know? And then uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, can my, can my lawyer kind of draft up, like, a contract with sending to you? Da-da-da. He's like, no, <laughs> no, yeah. So we kind of, I'm like, I'll get my lawyer to draft up something, blah blah blah. So I hit up my lawyer. I'm like, yo, da 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 da. We sent it to him. He's looking through it. He's like, you know what? Just like send me. He transferred me 500 bucks. I'm like, okay. Yeah. He transferred him 500 bucks. In my head, I'm like, there's a paper trail of e transfer. Yeah, me. yeah. So <clears throat> send him the 500 bucks. I'm like, cool. Everyone's been paid. Food has been delivered. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're off to the races. It was crazy. That first day was crazy. My boy Jamal um, from the Kickback, he comes through. Takes this like iconic photo of Adrian and I in the kitchen, just yeah. on some like, mm-hmm. you know, felt like we we're like the kings of Harlem. Or <laughs> yeah, shit. that was a big day, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. And, Everybody uh, was looking forward to that shit too. I remember the you. talks, like it was yeah. a buzz. You know yeah. what I mean? Plus people were like, COVID, people, people, people were inside. This is, oh yeah, this was, this, yeah, this was like the first. It was coming back to the first main one. Yeah, and this was the time when we had changed it from I guess In and Out style. Mm-hmm. To being like Aunt Lucy's like Ghanaian influence. So our, our colors are black and black white. Black and white, yeah. The burgers mm-hmm. are named after places in Ghana, like mm-hmm. the Kamasi, the Accra, the Nima. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then we opened up and it went crazy. But it was like also so chaotic because mm-hmm. everyone who was working there, like the cooks obviously not included, but like my team, we're just used to like, they were like event producers. Mm. So it was like, my shout, shout to Green, we basically we turned on the tablets and we started getting orders. Plus we had like walk-ups. So we had like the square reader and we're trying to like, and I had like printers I had bought that were supposed to connect in the kitchen, mm-hmm. but like I'm it trying to figure working. out connectivity and like workflow. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, we just have like suddenly like so, many so much volume. Coming. So it was like people were super heated because obviously the orders were delayed and whatever, yeah. whatever. But um, it, it kind of worked out. And like maybe after the first like week, we got the flow and mm-hmm. like it just started going. And I was just like, I remember just being like, damn, like I, I like, you know, rolled the dice, put this money in, and then like, boom, you know? Yeah, we, yeah. It hit. That's and an we incredible were, feeling. It's overwhelming. Right? Overwhelming. <laughs> but at, at the end of the night, you're like, wow. Yeah. Like, people are really fucking with it. Like, That's when did crazy. it really set in? Like, after the, maybe after like, to be honest, after day one. Cause like, I feel like to your point, like, I'm very like, like quiet and kind of to myself. So mm-hmm. it's like, when, and I, I guess prior to that too, all the stuff I was doing, I was really touching like, I guess the downtown scene. Mm-hmm. So maybe we had a hold of like maybe three to 500 people who would like come to our parties, come to our things, whatever, yeah. whatever. But like I never done anything that had like touched the masses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say after the first day when it was like, also shout out to uh, Black Owned T.O. I feel yes. like they, they really helped. Yeah, Karen, big up Black she, Or Kieran, she really helped propel us at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like after the first day where it was like, her page was blowing up and then we were kind of like blowing up with her and then like mm-hmm. a few different people were all kind of catapulting yeah. at the same time and I feel like I just we just got like love from like everyone, everyone people that I didn't know just like crazy Ghanaians food lovers all types of people and I was just like whoa crazy like we actually like yeah. hit like the masses That's and wild. then like maybe yeah I think the first day I was like damn that was crazy and like 
And this is while you're still like mourning your grandmother's passing. Yeah, because she had actually. Funny you mentioned that she had. I th- she had passed away when we. When we had um, opened the first pop up. Oh, okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. So before the first pop up. So so in the first pop up, she was really sick. Mm-hmm. I don't make some more dates. So in the in the uh, pop up in December, she was really sick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say actually it was the June pop up where actually no sorry yeah it was a June pop up where. Our first day of opening, she had actually passed away. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it was crazy. I was just like, I was like, damn. You got it. Like, it was one of those ones where I was just like, she had been sick for a while. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a little bit different. It wasn't like a sudden thing. Yeah. yeah. Um you essentially knew that it, something was gonna happen. Exactly, exactly. But she knew the idea. She loved the idea. Yeah. Well, I, I actually I wanna say I think this all happened at the time when it was happening, she was kind of like a bit too far gone to mm. probably to really, really take in what was going on. But yeah. what was really great about her was like, she was the type of grandmother that was very like supportive of, of anything that I did. Mm. Even when your parents were like, oh, they're being bad, they're being not. She's always grandma. Like, Chief, how you doing? You know, like yeah. just calling very cheerfully from God and just making sure I'm blessed, just yeah. making sure like keep doing your thing, keep making me proud type situation. So like, I remember just, like, I remember thinking like, damn, like she would be so excited to know that like random people are like, Random patrons are buying food that's like you know her namesake, or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, she'd be super proud of the whole scenario. So I think that, that was. I'm sick. adding you to my list. He's adding to the list, the angel list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have this theory, bro. I, anytime someone very close to someone passes away, I see their life just go crazy. Go cr- if they're working on something. Mm. Yeah, if they're not doing anything, then whatever. But yeah. if someone's working on something or on the, especially on the precipice, like on the cusp of something. Mm-hmm. Skyrocket in that day, mm-hmm. she was blessing you. Mm-hmm. Overwhelming, that's you. crazy. You, get, you probably get that extra like motivation to just. Oh yeah, yeah. to make it definitely. To make it I go. remember I first had Auntie Lucy's on June nineteenth, twenty twenty. I was sitting in a park, and like I even have a picture of like me and my friends, and you see like <laughs> just the stuff there. We order off of uh, like Uber Eats. Oh nice, but yeah. That's a suck. We're like sitting there. We're like, what should we eat? And my friend's like, well, I definitely want to eat something that's black owned. And we're like, oh, yeah, Auntie Lucy. So you know it was a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) During Niggas ain't saying that shit now. (laughs) That's the funny part, too. Yeah, it it was definitely a wave for sure. Niggas are back to whatever's convenient. (laughs) The situation was obviously fucking horrible, but it was a perfect time for you to do the pop-up because everybody was trying to support. Uh It was serendipitous. I feel like it was very serendipitous. In terms of like everything, everything. everything like. That's the thing too. I was like, it was we were going to open anyway. Yeah, and then these things just happened, happened. to like it was just, just kind of helped us. Even succeed. you linking with Adrian, exactly. You get the grandma, your name, the everything happening yeah. all at once is like a I, perfect story. I like that you mentioned that because I remember during that time because I, I love to reference movies. Mm. So during that time, and obviously if, if so many changes are going through your life, mm-hmm. you're going to be in your head about shit. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, yo, you're like the kid from. Uh, Slumdog Millionaire. Ah. That's how I felt at times. I was just like, the fact that like he had all these, he had done all these different things and kind of led up to like. Needed uh, to do these things for this to happen. Exactly. Especially even, even that turnout Mm -hmm. when you're talking about all these people, like, yeah, the marketing is amazing, but you laid the groundwork for years with Mm -hmm. parties, with networking, with relationships. Like Absolutely. You wouldn't have even gotten into that restaurant had you not made a relationship. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like all that. Even with the press, right? I'm mm -hmm, sure you knew the mm -hmm. people and you were able to pitch to them. For Blog T.O. and Black Owned T.O. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. it's, 
I used to, I remember when I first started out doing like YouTube stuff or whatever, and I'd see these people like talk about, yeah, man, I'm grinding for years and years. I'm like, I'm not going to be the person that needs years. I'll never be the person. <laughs> I'm going to do it now. And now I look back and I'm like, you need those fucking years. Yeah. I'm sorry to depress anyone starting out. You're going to need them years. Because <laughs> even if you bust, look how many people take off in a year. And then backpedal or, yeah. or flop or whatever the or case may be. can't handle it. Can't handle it. It's, mm-hmm. it's too much. I think you need that gradual increments of success. Mm-hmm. And even wherever life takes you, you never know what that lesson is going to be when you're in that situation that could be used in the future. You literally cannot so. anticipate it. Yeah. Ever, ever. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, one thing I could not anticipate, seeing Chance the Rapper bubble in. Jamaica that was crazy. This <laughs> Where's your is, wife? Where's your wife? Everybody Listen, is like, tell that, that man thing. to go back to Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> Stay out of my country. I, I, I swear at this point, he has like a key to Ghana. Listen, hey, I mean, what did, What was the, was it Black Star? Was it a Black Star Festival? Is that what he called it? Oh, yeah, his festival. I don't, I don't know I what he called it. I think it was Black it. Star Festival sense, or though. something that like that. Sense, but it doesn't like make sense because he's moving into Jamaica next year or some shit oh, like that. He? Yeah, I think he's saying he's he's going to the way, he's like traveling. But Jamaica with and it. Ghana have a, a deep connection. Yeah. yeah. Deep connection. We are. Yeah, we're the sa- one of the same. <laughs> we are basically. one of the yeah. same, essentially. Yeah. And you can get a visa if you have a Jamaican say, yeah. visa or a Ghanaian visa. You can get it for the opposite country. Yeah. Yeah. So we're super, we're, we're super clicked up. Yeah. I did not know. Hold on now. Yeah. Am I that's going to nuts in December? That's why in the back of my mind, I was like, yo, I should really get my Jamaican citizenship because then like, if I ever need to go back, I can go to Ghana. Honestly. Mm. <laughs> I have more places right to live. You Ghana, know I mean? listen. Ghana, I feel, especially when you talk about December times and, oh, goes and crazy. January, what's been happening the past two or three years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did that start? I want to say maybe like four or five years ago. It was like the first like year of the return. Yeah, I think that's when it started. Why is it called? Why was it called the year of the 400 return? Four hundred years. Four hundred celebrating oh. four hundred years. And so what they were trying to do, based off of what I know, is the um, like government and like you know official people. They were trying to get people to come, come back, back and yeah. return to the motherland, right? And invest in the motherland. Yeah. Just, yeah. So what they did was they invited a bunch of like influencers, celebrities, all those people. Mm. Well, they got amb- ambassadors who are Ghanaian and really popular yeah. within America. Mm-hmm. And then they got their friends who are celebrities and influencers and stuff. And so they went back and they had like obviously a lit ass time. These people come back and talk about it. And then the next year was just like it got bigger and bigger. See, and you talk off. about the perfect storm once again in, in yeah. years for yeah. something to come together. Afrobeats. Mm-hmm. Same time mm-hmm. as this year of return, Fast. like <laughs> four hundred years of buildup for this moment yeah. for Ghana Fast. right now. Fast. That's incredible. And man. so during the pandemic is when they were announced that they were going to bridge the gap between Jamaica <sighs> and Ghana That's because sexy. they know that the history is That's really where we rich come from, between. Mm-hmm. 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 Which is, uh, God damn! Now yeah, I gotta right? go to Ghana. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nigeria. <laughs> we know who's Jalaf wins. <laughs> I mean, I can't rock with Nigeria Jalaf anymore. I just can't. Right, just because of this? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. how can I? I don't know. 
This is crazy. I feel like this is rocking my one world. One of my right friends now. who like lives, she's from here, but now she lives out there in Nigeria. She was just like, "Yo, y'all don't come here if it's not Dutty December," because she was like, "Nigeria is the fucking ghetto." Like, <laughs> yeah, I've never been to Nigeria. Good, but like, Ghana it's too. Ghana too. It's certain parts of Ghana as well. Like it. it <laughs> there, there she, are no, many things said, that she's are. She's like, go to Ghana. Do not come to Nigeria. Like, do but not people recommend. in Ghana are saying the same thing about. Well, I, th- really? I, th- I think generally Ghana is like safer mm-hmm. and just like more chill. Yeah, um, so obviously parts are like rough, but Nigeria, I think, generally is like rougher and more like. Uh, like lawless. you land and they see that you have money and like the police come and try to rob you for your money. They'll I be like, it. oh, you need it. Like, give me like, there's a tax for you mm-hmm. to be here. Crazy. <laughs> I read it. That's so <laughs> Not crazy. Not until they kill you. What the That's fuck? so crazy. I feel, like, I feel like I've never been to Nigeria. I really want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Nigga just walk up to you. Is that a MacBook? Yeah, we charge like, extra run that, run that. <laughs> for Apple products in this country. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying because some the first person that fell for it ruined it for everybody else. Yeah. If that first person just stood well, up for themselves, the MacBook no, tax. No, because it's like it's authority that's I coming. I don't give a shit. You, you know what I, mean? I don't like, give a damn who so it is. What, if you say no, if you say no to it they like fucking beat you to like nearly death jesus you like, seen this yes <laughs> what were you doing in nigeria there's videos <laughs> why are you watching nigerian police brutality videos <laughs> yo oh my God. she there's don't watch so movies but she watched nigerian police brutality videos yes <laughs> you are sick i'm trying to be hip so what's going on in the world outside of Yo, the United States? You okay? watch Super Mario? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I do that? I don't like video games, remember? <laughs> but you like Nigerian police brutality. This is insane. Oh, oh my you God. You don't remember when there was like all those like uproar... I don't no. know. Maybe I follow a lot of I Africans. Think I, think I, think I follow I think so those, many Africans, I guess, with, uh, with um, the students, with yeah, students and the like police. anybody who was really young, you know, oh, they wow. were um, revolting just, because mm, there was this, too yeah. much uh, like corruption. police, yeah, corruption and police brutality, uh, and they were targeting young people. Because mm. also to add to that, the police, I guess, I, feel, I think they call them Yahoo boys, but the police were basically anyone who looked like well dressed and like yeah. young and, and could have potential money. Police automatically assumed they were like scammers mm. and were basically just like. Arresting them, super shaking them down, like really just fucking with them, Crazy. like profiling them basically. Crazy. And then a lot of like the Nigerian artists, like I think Burner Boy, um, Pretty Boy Doe, all these people were kind of really rising with student groups to be like, yo, like leave us alone. We need to stop the corruption. Yeah. And uh, wow. yeah, it got to like a boiling point, but I think they figured it out. That's Hopefully. ingrained in, black, in a <laughs> lot of black people, especially older black people. Oh, that black person looks successful. Yeah. Drugs. But the young kids, yeah. going on. Drugs. You know what I mean? we, yo, my mom used to drive past cars when I was a kid. <laughs> see, see a man in a Benz? Let mm. him have anything flashy on the Benz. Drugs. Crazy. And that's so, Drug so money. We, we profile ourselves so, so much. It's insane. Because then the white people will be hearing <laughs> us like profile, and then they're like, oh, we can profile too. And then we come back like, no, don't white profile people, you can't us. Do that. But it's like, fuck. Patrick, you can't. <laughs> don't be profiling don't profile me, man. Don't profile me, Patrick. <laughs> Pat, is, Patrick Pat beat is up so on fucking white. He's working, wearing the Burks. That boy uh, got the sandals. No socks. No he got socks. the big no toe out. Socks, it's plus three outside. This nigga said, yeah, this is toes out He's weather. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm still on feeling thousand. the weather from last week. <laughs> You just come from the cottage, nigga? <laughs> I know this boy got casserole in a Tupperware somewhere. 
the potato salad with some raisins. That's funny. Just remember when you come in here with the gun, I'm your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> get, the rest, get the rest of these niggas. Please don't. Please don't. You know, I, have, I have a child. You know I have funny? a child. It's funny you mentioned that. It's going to sound kind of crazy, but like. I knew when, a school shooter. When I, when I was younger, when I, was, I, used to, I used to live in Vermont and Massachusetts, so I don't know. Oh. Um, New England. Shout out to New England. Hey. But um, when I was younger, I would. Uh, School Make sure I was cool with everyone in the class. Yeah. Oh yeah, almost for, like. But it was, I don't even know why because I was so young, like grade four and grade five. But I was just like, I was like, let me just be good with everybody. Yeah. In <laughs> case someone is decides to come back, school shootings will be in, in up case, in a couple in, in years. In case someone decides to come in the class, I'm like, I never bullied you. Yeah. Because back in those even... days, kids were fucking ruthless when it came to bullying. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. What oh I mean? my like, god, I watched so a. Mean. There was a documentary on Netflix years ago that I watched on bullying in school. And it was like a camera just like following these kids and like the kids did not care. <laughs> like these kids were ruthless. Yeah. And I never realized like as a kid, I don't know if I just didn't take people seriously or like I never realized how bad it was. Let me yeah. put it that way. Like as an adult, you're looking now and you're seeing I think because you know how that can play out. Mm-hmm. It looks way harsher. As whereas when you're a kid, you just you don't know what's gonna play out. Were you bullied when you were younger? Yeah, I was like the skit. I was MAGA. I was usually the shortest kid up until like probably grade ten. I was the sure. tallest. <laughs> yeah, so you were definitely bullied, <laughs> and you light skin. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Talking like about, you don't know what you are. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> crazy. It was one kid in the back. She's biracial. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no. I had I, acne. I had the eyelashes. People would call me a girl. I sounded like a girl when I was a kid because <laughs> I was like super tiny, and I, even when like people would ant- call the phone, they'd be like. Oh, is this? Sh- They'd say my sister's, sister's name. name. They'd never think Crazy. it was me. So it's like, <laughs> I got bullied for all that until like probably grade nine or ten. I you think know, is when that shit stopped. So like one of the wildest bullying stories. I wasn't a bully. <laughs> I think you maybe to like one. <laughs> but overall, do I we believe really. that in the back? <laughs> Are we believing? I was a very nice. Mm. Very nice. Don't get in trouble, type of girl, right? So, um, were my you friends, hold on, though. hold on, because I know you modeled. <laughs> what? What age did you start modeling? Well, when I was a baby. Oh, but but were you modeling? So, were you modeling through elementary school and high school? Um, just the like from one until maybe like grade one. Okay, never yeah. mind. You're fine then. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you were, Maybe I hated later, those girls. But... Yo, there was like a bullying, mean girl presence about the girls that were like doing modeling outside of school mm. or singing or so, ballet, whatever the fuck. No, but I did all those things. I did all the sports. Literally. You did like the sports. Everything and shit. except for, but I did dance and like figure skating and. Oh, shit. All the things except for hockey, really. That's like what the age main did you one. Fi- figure skating? Um, I don't know. I was younger. I, did I don't it for even know years. where I would get into that. I think maybe kid. from like seven to like ten or something, or wow. six until nine, something like that. Like I did it for a few years, but yeah, I've literally since I was born, my mom was putting me into things pretty much. Anyways, the <laughs> bullying story. So, I was in grade three. I hung around a lot of people who were real bullies. They were very 
mean. Oh, you hu- you girls. hung around them. Mm. Yeah, because but grew, you weren't a bully. I grew up with them. If you asked them, they'd always be like, "Oh, you're She's so quiet." Nice mm. Yeah, they're like, "You're so quiet. You're so much more mature than everybody <laughs> else." You know, like they'll be a couple years older than me, and they're like, "You don't do the fuck shit that we do." And I'm like, "No," because I have sense. That's what mature like, meant, and just yeah. nice. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good person. No, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, there was this kid in my class. His name was Armandeep remember it all mm. he used to sit beside me but that boy did not bathe like yeah. he really like fucking stank to the point where the teacher would tell him like hey armandeep did you bathe like last there's night there's a kid like that in my class too yeah this little black kid oh my gosh man and she, and she had to he, call the parents yeah he would always be like no like and she'd be like you need to have a bath like every night or every morning before so it was like a constant thing like everybody she said this in front of the students no, not everybody, but oh like some people. Gosh. But like everybody obviously knew he fucking staying. But the right? teacher still, that's ruthless. <laughs> Go yeah, tell right. me in the hall, man, nigga. Like, <laughs> I, no, but like I heard because. <laughs> that is inviting the fuck shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I would hear because I was like sat beside him. Yeah. Our desks were right there. So oh, you know okay. what I mean? Like, oh, when she would come, it's not like she would say it in she front of like. Yeah, she would yeah, come and like yeah, try yeah, to talk like, to him. So. And so, and he was like a bigger kid too, you know? Barely spoke English as well. Oh, poor kid. He just didn't, like, the writings weren't there for him. So the girls that I hung out with used to make fun of him and do, like, all that shit about making, like, him smelling and whatever, whatever. So one day, they got the bright idea of writing a letter to him. Oh, no. And they wrote him a letter being really mean, like, you're a bitch, fuck your mom. Oh, my God! You smell so bad, like, you can't speak, like, real, like, ignorant fucking shit, right? And they put it at his desk. You call me Sticky. You you ain't gonna call me a bitch. I know, right? Damn. (laughs) God damn. I know I I might stink, but bitch. (laughs) Yeah, like, everything. But, like, right before... Sorry, right before they put it at his desk, it was lunchtime, and, again, he sat beside me, and I accidentally, like, when I was going to sit down or something like that, I accidentally kicked his, like, chair, you know? Mm -hmm. Feet are big. I hit it. And so he starts cussing at me and, (laughs) like, threatening to pour his grape juice on me. I don't like grape juice, so maybe that is like one of the reasons why it was. Maybe you thought it was a race thing at the time. <laughs> like, what do you mean grape juice? <laughs> so yeah, so I remember that me and him kind of got into that because I'm like, yo, I didn't mean to like knock your chair. Relax. <laughs> and so then the girls like they had the letter and they put it at his desk, and I knew that they put it at his desk, right? So me being the nice person, even though he just fucking like pissed me off, mm. I went and I took the letter and I was like, I'm not going to let him, you know, see it. But then I go outside and he starts chasing after me and my friends with this big boulder and threatening to throw the fucking strong as fuck. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like throwing the rock at us. And we were like, what the fuck? And then to the point where, he like wanted to fight us, so we up. went to try up. to find like the strongest kid. His <laughs> name was Tyler Allen. He played hockey, you know. So he was like the strongest kid. We're like, you want to fight Armin Deep? And he said no. And so I was like, fuck, I'll take on the challenge. And so I fought him. And his mom was like, uh, his mom was like, Hold going on. to the lunch room. <laughs> 
is insane. Y'all niggas went from, we're going to find the strongest child <laughs> that ever existed. Tyler, will you do this for me? No? All right, I'll do it, nigga. Shit. <laughs> what the fuck? Also, yeah, I think like, we're, we're also forgetting the fact that she took the letter away to be nice. Right? Yes. And then decided to fight him. Yes. <laughs> you didn't give him grace on the boulder? No, because it's like, <laughs> first you're like, because it started in the classroom, you know, you're threatening me to like pour shit on me because I hit your chair by accident. I even said sorry. That was the straw, though, that broke the camel's back. The boy could take no more. <laughs> I didn't make fun I, of him I, I, ever. Like he, he, he probably felt that like, he probably felt that shit was coming. That nigga life. went to class like, and then, next nigga that fucks with me. Yeah. Fucks. Yeah. I'm letting it ring. And then like, you're coming after me, like wanting to throw the shit at me. And then it just like, it was in the soccer field. And I remember he just like pushed me. And then it was just like, like on and I everybody like was Kong. in a circle oh, watching <laughs> and then his mom was a lunch lady so his mom comes Crazy. she's like Armandeep Armandeep no 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 hold on I have, I have, nah, a, nah. I have, a, I have a slightly she's funny, just standing there watching all this shit go on hold on your child comes to school thinking of the class in your say. fucking lunchroom and you work there Crazy. <laughs> and the teacher is not going to the lunch lady to be like Yo, your kid stinks. <laughs> oh, bathe this child. You don't have to work here. Go bathe him. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That's wild. And so, yeah, like that whole little fight went down. And then afterwards, I had this guy that like lived in my complex. He was used to be like my big brother, right? Ooh. And so he came over and he saw that I had the letter or whatever. And he took it and he oh. went and he told the teacher. Oh, damn. Yeah. So he then it was on? like all of this shit was going on at the same time. And I was like, he told one of the teachers and then the teacher told like my teacher. And I'm like, yo, I was just trying to protect him. They're like, but you got into a fight with him. And I'm like, I don't know why. Now so, it looks yeah. like you planted the letter. Yeah. Crazy. But they knew that like the girls were really, you know, bad minded. So that's crazy. They knew that I had like a good, you know, rap. But um, actually, maybe the letter happened the day before and then the fight happened the next day. But regardless, it was ridiculous. And then I went home <laughs> and I remember I was doing homework and I had a t-shirt on and um, my sleeve went up and my mom seen that I had a big bruise. And she was like, why the fuck do you have this big bruise? And I would like try to lie because I know how my mom is. And she eventually got it out of me. I'm like, yeah, like RMD hit me. We got into this thing. She literally snatched my ass up and went back to school. I don't even Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
even know how the principals and the teachers were still there. Like, I felt like it was so late <laughs> after school. You, you guys are here at it's night. Like you guys live at school. <laughs> That's and she crazy. went and she like cussed up a star storm. He ended up getting suspended for a couple weeks. I, I got. Wish, I want to know what is the detention. Right what is the point of cussing the teachers for kids fighting? I never understood that because kids like, gonna fight. The well, teachers I guess can't it's do nothing about it. It was like a boy. But they well, kids also, can't do anything. Uh, teachers can't do anything to keep about your that. And kids safe within those eight hours that your kids. Yeah, nigga, I went to school. It was like <laughs> I know that's not possible. No, but it's also lunch hour. It wasn't even like it was after school. I don't school give a fuck. That's shit, when you get so. hit, nigga. That's when you My get hit. My mom is for sure gonna cuss like somebody out. That don't make no sense. That I, unless I'm a teacher that's gonna monitor you literally all. Like there's hundreds of kids running mm -hmm. around here. I'm supposed to monitor you specifically. But the even like the lunch lady being his own fucking mom that, didn't do that's, anything that's, you know what I mean she should have busted his ass that's the point of her being there too is that she's supposed to like monitor my mom used to be a lunch monitor as well and, and I'm she sure would never, kids got into fights and if they have like get into a fight she's gonna stop it you so know wait what I the mean? mom saw and didn't stop it she was just like oh my gosh oh my gosh and she just stood there and watched <laughs> She didn't like actually. She didn't actually fucking. She knew y'all calling her sons thinking, "Oh my!" She's just standing there like pretending. Oh, this is so bad. Oh my gosh. What if he hits you right now? You know, she, never, the neck. she never really did anything. Like we just kind of like ended it and just went. You What's know? your bullying story? What was my, Let's I, get oh, it all sorry, out. The story, the story I was gonna say. I was actually. So your story reminded me of this one time we were in Ottawa and uh, my sister might have been like high school, I guess mm -hmm. grade nine or ten. She hits me up. She was like, she was basically being bullied. So we, she lived in the suburbs of Ottawa. She was being bullied by this guy who basically wanted to fight her. And I remember she called me. I was like, I was like, what? She's like, yeah, chief. Da -da -da -da. I'm like, what? I was, I was with K, my boy K at the time. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm like, I'm like, perfect. I got my goon would be. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's We're go. Ready. We're ready. We're going. So we, I had a car at the time. We drive out to the suburbs, pull up to this. Because I think basically I was like. Just tell him to leave you alone. I'm saying all the things that you can say for common yeah. sense. I'm like, just tell him to leave you alone. Like, I'm Walk like, away. I'm like, there's no way some dude wants to fight you. Just like, she, yeah. and she's like, no, chief. Like, this guy wants to fight me. It's been scheduled. Like, <laughs> this shit is like going it's down. It's in my agenda. <laughs> this shit's like going down. And I'm like, damn. I'm like, holy, I gotta go save her, you That's know? Crazy. So, we hop in the whip. And they're younger than you? She's five years younger than me. Okay. Hop in the whip, skirt over there. Uh, it's like that. It's like whatever time. It might have been like three o'clock, three thirty, whatever. How time. old are you at right the time? Right after school. Uh, what time would I have been? I guess maybe 21, 22. Okay. Yeah. So these um, are some high school kids. So you go to fuck up. Kids. <laughs> these are high yeah. school kids. Like, He's definitely like, old enough to like go to real jail. I didn't go fight. The, hold on, wait. Let me tell you the story. Let me tell you the story. But wait, is it a minor like? Yes, is it high hold school? on, but is it a minor like? You see somebody diesel high school. No, hold kids. on, let me tell you the story. Was, I want. I want to preface with no fighting actually happened. Okay. Okay. But all I'm saying is like no fighting. No fighting actually happened. But I don't want to be charged. My sister was like basically. Come save me. You yeah. Know what I mean? So I'm like, can't be like, oh, sis, man. Figure you, you it out. have to figure this one out. <laughs> I'm like, uh, basically, like what a parent would do. You're just, just going to pull up and just yeah. pre the scene, basically. See you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, yo, say less, we'll pull up. Can I pull up? And uh, I'm like, okay, so like, I'm like how's it going? You know, and obviously I can see my sister like, visibly scared visibly like shook of the situation you know there's like oh, i guess all these like kind of kids like waiting around because it's like wow. they have been told that like my, you know the fight. ones was like my brother's coming yeah you know what i mean yeah. so it's like everyone's my brother's gonna like everyone's like gonna shit whip. the brother's coming no, you know what I mean? and like, and, like she's the girl from toronto that's now in the Ooh, suburbs you know what wow. i mean so it's like yo when you pull up niggas <laughs> like oh 
<laughs> so it's like we pull up, and obviously I'm not even there for any type of smoke. I'm just kind of just like wanting to be like, guys, like what's going on? Be an on? intimidating factor of anything, but just kind of like calm the storm, or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like talk to my sister, or whatever. I'm like, so who's giving you a problem? She's like, this person. I go, I'm like, why are you bullying a girl? You know, like, yeah. yeah. And just like I don't even remember what he said, but I was just like, simply. Just like I need there to be no issues with you, my sister. Like this is embarrassing that you're even trying yeah. to beef a girl. Like, yeah, you need to just like calm it down. And he's like, oh, just kidding. We we're just playing. I'm like, no. You all I know is that she felt really bothered yeah. and was very much scared that you were going to cause an issue. You see that we're here. We don't want any issues, but I need to never be called here again. It's like, <laughs> I promise. I promise. I promise. And then so <laughs> I think I told my sister, I'm like, if you need anything, let me know. Yeah. And. uh it was cool. And I, I left. She was happy. And I was just like, I was like, I'm glad I did my big brotherly duties. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, very rare you get those moments where it's like, be a big brother now. Exactly. exactly <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. So. That's that's hard. Yeah, was, you think Draymond's a bully? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Draymond is a bully. For he sure. lives for that shit. Did, Did you, you see, see what happened? He just stomped the other guy the, the, in the, the chest, yeah. allegedly. Were you watching but, the game? I wasn't. But he said, I saw the clip where he, but yeah. the guy did kind of grab his leg, though. From okay, so when you look at one of the angles, you can really see the person the man. holding his leg. You and know him those ones? Going like you know this. those ones when you're like you're younger and like someone is like grabbing at your feet? It is easy to trip up and if yeah. it's easy to, to trip off of the grab and if you especially if you get out of it when you're not expecting to get yeah. out of it and now you have to step You need to land somewhere. You yeah. have to land somewhere, but he he definitely Landed with intention. Fair, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think that? He but I'm like, that's it? fucking warranted. Feel, no, he stopped. I feel like he it's light, and then the guy was. You like, don't give a damn. We don't yeah, give a fuck. He yeah. stopped. I really? think. I think too. He was kind of on some like, like, let go of me type. Yeah, you know? he was yeah. gonna. He was. He could have lost his balance and mm -hmm. stepped over him and probably dropped again, or step right where your foot's landing. But then when he saw where his foot was landing, he was like, oh, I'm going to make it land less. Healing Just toe in your light. chest. <laughs> Yo, that man stepped on Chichiman and it was it was bad. It was I, I he thought said that this is the second game because the game before somebody also underneath the basket was grabbing his leg. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So he was like, and nobody's calling it. The refs aren't calling it. They never do. And this is the thing what I see with Draymond continually. Is is someone start with him, mm -hmm. and then he retaliates, and he's the bad guy because his retaliation is better than whatever they yeah. started with. So I think he just, so he, just, he just clears you out. He yeah. just you go ten, he goes a hundred. Yeah. yeah, which is fair. Like you don't get to tell me how to react. No, totally. To you doing whatever, you There's know what I mean. I think too, it's like if I'm that guy and I'm like on the ground, I'm gonna think to myself, I know he's gonna react. Yeah, they so. do that to push him. They know what they're doing. They headhunt Draymond because mm -hmm. he's such a factor for the Warriors. Mm -hmm. He's a heartbeat. Like mm -hmm. without him, the ball's not moving as efficiently. Mm -hmm. The rebounds aren't rebounding. All that stuff. Yeah, His right. defensive presence, especially, yeah, huge. So getting Draymond out the game, getting Draymond frustrated, gets you technicals, gets yeah. you flagrants, gets you him out of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, and then that's like a week. Spot. And they know his temper, mm. so and they know he's not gonna back down. So it's and it's one of those things where the Warriors at this point, like you see him get into the shit, and Steve Kerr doesn't even bat an eye. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. so used to it by now. It's just like, yeah, this is what he's this is what he they does. know who mm. he is, and they accept him for like. Yeah. I rate you them know? for that. I rate yeah. them for that because they let him be him yeah. regardless. They don't quite try to shut him up when he mm -hmm. goes on these tyrants mm -hmm. <laughs> after games and shit. I feel bad for Draymond. In all these situations, because I always see someone poke the bear. 
Yeah. And then when he retaliates, he's the evil guy. And mm-hmm. I'm watching the timeline. Like, nobody can... Is nobody seeing what I'm seeing? People are just like, yo, Draymond, evil nigga. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't, I don't see that. I'm like... I, would, I, I see Draymond... I feel bad for him. I feel like you... Sometimes you got to learn to control your emotions. I feel... I, I'd feel bad for him only in that he's gotten way better than he used, used to, to be. be. It's like Charlemagne. Mm. It's like people seeing people say these things about Charlemagne that he no longer does and yeah. hasn't done. Charlemagne's not the same fair. person he was. Well, they, well, they hook but they want to hold on to that toxic yeah. person mm-hmm. because that's the easier person to get jokes off mm-hmm. on. Now mm-hmm. it's not a joke person anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like seeing that happen with Draymond is just that's a good point. It's just frustrating because people, people seeing, hate growth. They yeah. hate growth, and I do nothing but recognize it. Oh, <laughs> and and I and I when I recognize it, I applaud it. Mm-hmm. And so when I don't see anybody else even acknowledging it, I'm like, am I like That's a good point. biasing myself into seeing growth or something? That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. So it's it's just very annoying to watch, um, especially the the fact that like Sabonis went on the post game interview. Mm-hmm. on the court, the first interview they do before they leave the court when the game's done. And he's like, it's a basketball place, whatever, like, we just need to move on. I didn't think anything of it. Goes b- <laughs> to the locker room now, about yeah. half an hour, 45 minutes later, y'all changed up everything. Yeah, there's no room for that in the game. <laughs> uh, I think it was a disgusting play. Blah. I'm like... Someone called him. So you got a call. <laughs> like, or, or he went on Twitter, he was like, okay. Because he he already downplayed it and said it was nothing. Yeah. So now, no, because King's like, organizations is thinking. The Kings are oh. like, okay, so we're gonna go get you an X-ray on your chest to see mm. how bad it is, because that's what they're doing. Yeah. Now we can potentially get homeboy kicked out the game. Mm. But it came back. X-rays came back negative. Everything was good, and he even he led with that. But X-rays are negative. Everything's good. I should be good. All good. I don't feel anything. But they're gonna try to play it up so that he could potentially get suspended, Mm. and he'll be in less of the games, and they'll have a better that was my chance of winning and taking it over because they're like what two and zero now. Yeah, that was my uh, point. It's like if you can get rid of Draymond for Game Three, yeah, it's pretty much in the bag at that point, Mm -hmm. and um. It's just, I don't know. It's just nasty, man. I, I, I see it as a league thing. It's not even just like one team, one person. It's the whole league is after this guy. Mm-hmm. And I understand younger years did a lot of fuck shit. Mm-hmm. But I don't see them holding that against Grayson Allen. <laughs> I don't see them holding that against any of these white guys that be doing this dirty ass shit the same way. They get clean slates every time. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. Did you watch the videos of the refs mic'd up that I sent in the group? Which one? I sent like a post um, and it was NBA refs from back mm. in the day being mic'd up and you can hear them and like just the <laughs> everything like some of them they'll be like the player will be like yo what the fuck like this and he was like yeah I know like I did a wrong call but he, we're here now Get another player <laughs> was like I've read the handbook and isn't this what this is supposed to be and he was like you read the handbook and he was like yeah and then he was like okay. He's like, I'm gonna give you grace now. You're right. Like, <laughs> and then talking to Kobe and like saying, like, you know, Kobe, they're gonna be after you. Like, you should listen to it. Oh yeah, I remember when. Because uh, it was it? Fun. I think it was yeah. Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson's on there a couple. I think Allen Iverson had done something. Um, not Tim Donahue. One of those. One of those refs from back in the like late '90s, and he had said something disparaging about the ref, mm-hmm. and. For the next like two weeks, 
I think I remember they had it out. They for went him. in on him. Yeah. And after yeah. like the third game, he went out to one of the refs. He's like, so when's this going to be over, man? And the guy's like, hey, it's going to be over when it's over, bro. Yeah. He, kept, <laughs> he kept getting hacked, everything. They weren't calling they shit. They weren't calling shit. And like, refs are really like this, you know? But the, I don't They're think like, players understand each it. other's back. It's a fraternity. It's like the police. Yeah, yeah. refs are like cops. <laughs> They're like the cops, for real. They wield their power and yeah. <clears throat> know how they can affect the game. Like, there's a reason why Tim Donahue was able to shave points so say, effectively. You, have you seen Bad Sport? Is that yeah. Crazy. The, he knew how to get the, the game to a specific point. Mm. Like, when you can have that much control over a game, and especially when you have... You've been in the game long enough to know the ebb and flow and how to control it. Mm -hmm. It's nasty out there. Like... And I don't think players and coaches especially take that under consideration. Nick Nurse, the reason why I want Nick Nurse gone is not because of our losses, not because of our defense, not because we don't have any offense. It's because this nigga complains too much. To when, you, when you to the ref... They're going to be like, fuck you, man. After 12 minutes, I don't do hear you anymore. And, and actually, I'm going to go complete opposite of whatever you're saying just to annoy you. You know, mm. it's such a sticky situation, though, because, like, sometimes you really need your coach to fight for you. You know what I mean? And sometimes it, it works, but if you do it too much, then they're just going to be like, all right, you're just going to complain about, like, every little mm -hmm. thing. You got to you pick know? your spots. Like, uh, Popovich is a perfect example of someone mm -hmm. who he picks his spots. He doesn't just challenge anything or say even speak up. He's just... He'll stand there, and he'll walk back to the bench. He'll talk to yeah, the assistants like or whatever. He's also so highly respected. Well, because of that, though, yeah, he's had that demeanor his yeah. whole career. I've never seen Popovich pop off, mm -hmm. like it, unless it was actually warranted. And whenever he does pop off, because it's rare, it's Everybody focused it. on, okay. yeah. and they go and review because they're like, "Oh, he's yeah. going off." No, 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 something's got to be, be wrong. Facts, facts. When you're Luca, and every single play is a. <laughs> when yeah. are you getting to the foul line anymore? Yeah. Like, he's barely getting to the foul line this season like he was in the previous seasons because mm -hmm. he just complains too much. Mm -hmm. Even, who was it? Reggie Miller the other day was like, Luca's got to shut up. Yeah. Because I played this game. You talk to those refs repeatedly, question every single call, you're not going to get any calls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They don't care who you are. Mm -hmm. so, Reggie was in it too, talking to a... a <laughs> <laughs> he was a wild I boy. I love Reggie from the '90s. Like yeah. he was like a wild boy, a yeah. villain, a villain. <laughs> it's so dope to see though. You're just like, damn, this guy really is just carrying this team on his back. And like, like him, he's Rick not meant Smith, to be a winner. Mark Jackson, those guys were that Indiana team was nasty. That was mm. sick. Nasty. They'll never be that good again. Um, Steven, Steven Jackson was on that team too, right? Steven Jackson yeah. at a time. Yup. They had a they had a squad, man. Um, speaking of toxicity, Zeus Network. Have you heard of Zeus Network? Oh my gosh! Is it Zeus or like is it Jesus? Zeus. Oh. I know that. Uh, what they have like? What's that show called? Like love, love something. I don't know. There's a love. <laughs> there's a love with everything. Love something. <laughs> yeah, like they, they have got a Cabernet like, uh, with uh, what's her name? Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Okay. Cabernet. They have uh, it's an American network. Yes, they have the Blueface and Krishan show. Oh, yes. crazy! <laughs> they have the Bad Boys of uh, Hollywood. It, or some they have like that. the show where the Bob Bobby show where one of my ex was on it and he I don't know if he faked that he was gay or he really is gay but he's on it. Wait, is it, is it, <laughs> wait, 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 <laughs> what? Wait, <laughs> it, what? Kind of like all black people. Yeah. Um, somewhat, yeah. Baddies ATL, Baddies West auditions, Bad Boys LA, Bad Boys Houston, Bobby, <laughs> I love you, Per. Yeah. Is that the one? Yeah. He pretended he was gay to be on the show? Well, 
I don't know. You said that was, <laughs> that was your ex? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I just don't know. That boy, cat dicking. I don't know dicking. what. I don't know what. <laughs> Is that, new, is that the new? Is that the title? That's crazy. <laughs> cat I don't know what is true. Cat dickens. That boy, cat dickens. A lot dickin? of people have had, you know, speculation. Oh on him. my god, he cat dickens. He went on the show, and Bobby one time went through his phone and saw that he kept calling this person, and then he was like, "Oh, so is this somebody like this uh, nigga you dating or something like nah, that?" Nah, it's my ex, Alicia. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's my and, ex, bitch. <laughs> knows not to talk about me <laughs> and um you got a restraining order on his vocal cords <laughs> what happened yeah he was the one that like beat me so oh like, wait so that's not knows. the that's not the the pimp one no he's not a pimp which one's the pimp one i don't have a pimp boyfriend no you said he was, yeah there was one she said it was pimping i have a drug dealing ex i can't keep track of the the crimes honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I swear you said one was low-key pimping or might be pimping. I don't know about that. Can't keep tracking your crimes. Keep it moving. But anyway, Zeus Network. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he goes and he was like, who is this? Whatever. And then he was like, oh, it's actually a she. And they're like, so, so... are you on here cat dicking? Cat dicking. <laughs> that boy out here cat dicking. On a show like, that says oh, yeah, purr. Like, that's my girl. Like, that was my girl. And then I don't know how it ended. Yo, I just seen the clip. People so, were sending it to me. Sorry to interrupt. Have you seen those, those like, I guess, like, TikTok videos where the guy would be like, uh, he'll, well, I don't want to say be speaking like he's gay, but that's, he's kind of playing into that stereotype. Mm. Yeah. It's like pick up a girl in a grocery store, like, mm-hmm. babe, da, 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 and then like she'll give him the number. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and she's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. she's like, what? Wait, wait, you? what? The fuck? So funny. He's like, no, nah, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that nigga. <laughs> he's actually so Yo, funny. and the thing is, he doesn't say he's gay. So he it's just, not like they're it, just stereotyping. They're just stereotyping, stereotyping. themselves. Yeah, it's yeah. not even him doing anything wrong per yeah. se. Mm-hmm. He's just talking with a certain inflection in his voice. And, and, a- and asking assume. them certain questions. Yeah. And they just assume, like, oh girl, okay, let's go get our nails done. And he'll get the number. He's like, I then he changes his voice. I am a hot. I'm a holler. Right, they're like, what? We can get some food or something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they're like, wait. And, they're, and they're literally like shocked. Yeah, they're deeper. like, wait. <laughs> and the like thing is, number. <laughs> it best also friend. shows how quickly and easily women want to accessorize gay men. 100%. They want, That's they what they want them I as want persons. A, a, guest, mm-hmm. a gay best friend. They're mm-hmm. talking persons. <laughs> That's what mm-hmm. they treat gay men as. It's Facts. disgusting. Um, but yeah, Zeus Network, <laughs> um, founded by a guy, uh, Lumel Plummer, I believe is his name. Is he white? Um, black guy. No, no, black guy. Black guy. <laughs> um, he's actually a, he's actually the child of like two prominent black TV network execs. They oh, they cool. started a bunch of uh, gospel channels when he was a kid, and so he learned the business through them. And he decided to make the most ratchet channel ever. Well, isn't isn't Shade Room owned by a gospel? <laughs> this is what I want to fucking talk about. Okay, why are the why is the church in charge of all things ratchet? I don't. Okay, because it's the, it's the nucleus of the. Because the 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 Shade Room I, one is the Potter's house, so it's not necessarily TD Jakes, but it's under the umbrella but, of the Potter's no, house. But is it because after you said that, I went on Homegirls Instagram, mm-hmm. and I just seen that she started a page and like podcast that has to do with God and she does it with people from the Potter house. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know. But if that's because of they're actually they've been connected. Like I watched a video with that talked about the whole connection. I can't remember the entire 
web of whatever, mm-hmm. but it's definitely Potter's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's she was a part of the Potter's house before she started even the shade room. Oh, okay. So, and th- I'm pretty sure she got some of the funding Maybe from the Potter's the house thing. to launch her business. Yes. Got you. Um, and now, like, they're in bed with the president and the government and everything. So it's well, obviously it's, it's the just biggest, super wild. It's the biggest platform. Yeah, but this is the thing. It's like the Zeus Network is owned by this guy Lumel Plummer, but also owned by King Batch. Oh, crazy! Yeah. D Storm Power. I don't know if you remember D Storm from back in the day. He's a, he was a huge black YouTuber. He used to rap a lot. And Amanda S- Carney, Carney, Cerny, Carney. One of those two. You you'd recognize her if you see her. She's she was one of the top white girls on Vine. She was in every King Batch video. Oh yeah yeah okay. I know um, yeah. Cerny Carney. C e r n y. Cerny. Yeah. Cerny. Yes, this one. You recognize her. I recognize her when you when you said his videos. I recognize. She's in her. all King Batch's videos. They they all like all populated each other's videos and shit. So they're all in charge of the network, and. I don't know if it's like just ignorance or just like not knowing better, but like those three also, namely Batch and D Storm, because they're black. I don't know if they're aware of what some of their content and how it represents black people and how it makes them look, if they're aware and they're leaning in mm. or they're not aware and just they're by aware. happenstance, this is all just because it's just. It's very odd that I don't think they would be the same guys that did the watermelon type videos and black people do this, white people do this, like early Vine days. You remember those like black people do this, white people do this, and it would be like this most stereotypical. They'd be wearing chains and grills (laughs) with foil paper and shit. Like this is the wildest shit, right? And a lot of it was very disparaging to black people, and just anyway, they had like a lot of they had that one guy Muslim character who was like constantly bombing places or leaving a backpack somewhere that's crazy yeah bro like i mean like the wildest shit right and granted it worked now zeus network i can't like i went down the list of the black shows which is majority black shows and granted this isn't a netflix type app for creators with Mm -hmm. less censorship than you would find on a youtube or any of those places they didn't want to really censor creators which admirable mm-hmm. a black man starting a network super admirable i don't want to take away from that but it's very concerning what type of content content they're green lighting yeah so are the creators creating their own content yes and they're helping fund it they're helping fund it and license it as True. well mm-hmm. um but when you have baddies west bad boys of la blue face and krishan that's Jocelyn's cabaret. Like yeah. it's like you're getting Maury it's, and Jerry Springer twenty four seven. Essentially, you know bad. You know Bad Girls Club yeah. is essentially Bad Girls Club on like steroids. Steroids because every show is like essentially bad the same yeah. of that. You know. Well, I feel like it's like if this is what the, the creators are creating, it's what the consumers are consuming. What are you to do? This is my thing. I'm like, they, is it eth- is uh, do they have an ethical responsibility or are they just leaning to into what? Uh, to, to do what? To do what? Exactly. To do what? Like, do they want? Do you want them to then like what? Go out into America with a van and like some Bibles and try to. You see what I'm saying? It's because my thing is like, people clearly want this. 
there's the, the hugest market for well, toxicity. They, yeah. Okay, so who they market to is the shade room. Mm-hmm. Like the shade room is always pugging as they should. They're, the shade room and baller alert—they're the ones who are always pugging. They're paid to post about you know the shows and stuff like that. So their um, crowd audience are people who like that type toxic of stuff. shit I understand because that. that's what the comments are. They're all people you know doing the most, and so for. King Batch and all these other people, they're not going to care because they're like, yo, fuck, let me make money. They know that they can't be making like little TikToks and all that shit. And for a long term, they're going to make more money probably doing this. Well, and yeah. And you want to you want to eventually do things you um, own behind shit. the scenes mm-hmm. yeah. and kind of get passive income where you're not. Ha- you don't. You there's don't not the pressure of being always, the face all the time. Yes, the you don't have to always too, be dragged like from place to they place They're platforming either. these black creators. Um, and giving them a place to kind of, you know, hopefully get some money, get some exposure, yeah. do their thing. And at the end of the day, I think where King Batch and them are responsible is to just to ensure that the deals are above board. Yeah. If their deals are solid, I feel like the content creation is on the people themselves. And if the audience is consuming it and they like it, then that's... But it's it's not necessarily... Drama it's, sells. It's, it would be different if... I would understand that if the creators worked for the network just worked for the network and then happened to come up with these shows. They're pitching the shows to get onto the network. Yeah. And these are the shows that are being greenlit as opposed to other shows. But maybe maybe it's, maybe it's the fact that like, I guess when something works for you, you got to lean then, into the then niche. Then you're like, let me just like, you know, that's what my, my audience likes, I guess. It's, it's tough because I tough. get, I understand it completely. Like, But think about this, right? It's like the uh, music industry and rap music. Mm-hmm. Like, should they have as gangster rap started becoming more and more popular, should they have tried like to do something to like change it? They had said no. They're like, this is my we're going to keep signing more gangster rappers. We want them to become even more gangster and more gangster. And okay, more gangster. but are people see? And then that's where I get into the conversation of are people this gangster, or are they, they recognizing make what makes money, what gets them the deal, then leaning into that, even though I it's hurting your I, community. It's a bit of both, and b- you sure. at, you at some point you have to be very well aware that it's hurting your community. That's my thing. Me personally mm-hmm. couldn't do it. I get some mm-hmm. people can. All the power to you. My thing is a recognition of what you're what. Yeah, you're leaving a legacy behind, but is it more important than what you're doing to everyone else? It makes sense, or like, the impression you're giving out to people. At the end of the day, it's like, I get it. No one makes a business to fail. You're going to lean into what works. If the numbers are working this way, go more this way. I understand that. But at some point... <laughs> no, totally. Your, sp- your soul. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I just don't know if it's worth it. That personally. And mm-hmm. I, I... With rap music, like, I find myself listening to it less and less. And like, there's certain rappers that I'm going to listen to way more than... Mm-hmm. Because I just don't relate, and I don't want to relate to a lot of these guys out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and I've noticed that, especially when it comes to the women these days, like female rappers. I was just watching Lotto's performing at, at Coachella, right? She brings out Lola Brooke. She brings mm-hmm. out uh, I can't remember what the girl's name is. She had a very viral song that went crazy on TikTok, um, and she brings yeah, she just brings out a bunch of of women, sweetie as well, and. Every single woman that comes out is shaking ass more than they're rapping. Mm. Yeah. Like, and I'm just like, okay, I get it. Female empowerment, Mm -hmm. sex, it's your body, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. 
But at what point are they when using that to more? make you guys <laughs> look a certain way mm. instead of actually focusing on why they're making you look that way? Like, yeah, you get the empowerment and all that stuff, but... They're, like, I, marginalizing you. Yeah, it's like... And at the same time, you're you're just feeding the beast of what they think black women are, do, and act like. Mm -hmm. And those women are the ones get, that are getting platform. <laughs> I think the thing, too, is, like, as Canadians, we can see that. Mm. But I feel like in America, it's like... It's so ingrained in their culture. Yeah, exactly. It's like we might see it and be like, why are you letting them do this to you? But it's like... They are just like, this is just how we rock. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. Some Americans, you know. And it's like, things can be born out of a bad place and become culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't that's think what, people realize is, that. Right? It's, it's it's In, like, food, in, like, everything, it's like, the you get, like, the, the scraps or what are now delicacies. Oxtail. Exactly. <laughs> Oxtail, free. Now the, it's $30 a piece. What yeah. did they talk about? Uh, the chick, some people be eating chitlins or something. Shit oh, like chitlins. That. Chitlins. Yeah. And that I'm was like, like that's disgusting. But yeah, it was like the leftover. But now it's like a delicacy for people. That, like they Some cannot people. do. Uh, what's what do they call it? Soul food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't do soul food without got get your chitlins, your collard greens, mm -hmm. all these different things that were all the gumbo. back in the day were just slave like food. Like the leftovers. Exactly, the leftovers. I, and I get it when it comes to stuff like that, but there's just certain things that I feel like we. We take pride in, as we should, as black people, but at the same time, some of them are hurting us as black people. Well, we see what's happening in Chicago right now. Well, for years. <laughs> well, it's going crazy this weekend. Oh, why? 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 What, what happened? happened? <clears throat> so apparently in Chicago right now, uh, from what the media is portraying, it's, it's, it's predominantly like African-American people are like just basically like looting the streets of Chicago. Just oh, wow. like. I think it's a group of, I think it's mainly teens though, but a group of teens like jumped this white lady. Then I think, um, yeah, people are going to Walmart, like ransacking Walmart. There's this is like black lady who went into her local Walmart and was like, look what black people are doing, making us look bad. I can't buy food for my kids. Da, 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 da. Mm. And I don't know what spawned it, but I've just been seeing kind of on my timeline, just like teenagers in like swarms just going crazy in Chicago. And like, I think they might be soon. Calling a like a state of emergency there, but wow. that's wild. Yeah. What's crazy is there is also like this teen problem in Detroit right now. There's been so many shootings with teens to the point where they had to put them on curfew, Jeez. and in for the downtown Detroit area, and um, the police came <laughs> and were like literally arresting people and putting them all on the buses to take them back because they were all under. Like, you had to be over 18 to be out past a certain time. Wow. And it's just Damn. because there were so many shootings. There was a shooting over pizza being delivered to the wrong house. I heard about that one. Um, yeah. They delivered it to the house beside, and then I guess they got into an altercation, and four people were shot over that. They're so they delivered the pizza to the wrong house. They ate that pizza because yeah, the they're like, oh, free pizza. pizza. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then oh, the they neighbors, came. The neighbors shot each other? Yeah. Jeez. It was a neighbor. Yeah. Neighbors. Because the person dropped off the wrong place. They like, oh, free food. Yeah, the food. Then they called, where's our pizza? Yeah. Oh, we dropped it off here. Yo, where's our pizza? We ate that bag. Crazy. Yep. <laughs> Four. That's insane. That they were insane. all like younger and then a couple that were like 30 and 31. That's a Fruitvale um, Station movie right there. Yeah, <laughs> like you can and make Fruitvale Station with that right there. That's insane. That is. Yeah, there was another shooting in like a parking garage um, with a bunch of teens, and then there was a shooting at a liquor store where they killed the security guard. And the shooting in the liquor store was because somebody cut the line, 
And then the security guard was like, hey, guys, like, you know, tried to whatever. And he ended up getting killed. Damn. There's like literally the this weekend or the shit. last couple of weeks have been so The world is much. going to shit. Mm-hmm. Like in so many different areas, we are just crumbling. Like <laughs> no. I, it's like watching a boat spring a leak in like 60 different spots it's, and you got two thumbs just, and I, I think <laughs> with social media it just makes it even crazier because like back in the day i feel like you just you maybe, wouldn't really know you'd watch abc yeah. and see what they got to tell you but now you can kind of like 24 hour news cycle the 24 hour news cycle is the worst thing that ever happened to mental health Crazy. the yeah. worst thing the fact that we are all connected just showed us how fucked it is everywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. i used to think all right America got it bad. I used to definitely think Africa had it bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. The places you thought had it bad... Are on the come up right now. Are on the come up. And the places you thought had it bad, you thought they had it bad because of them. They did it to themselves. They they fucked up somewhere along the way. Then it you find out, nah, else. America occupied here, yeah, yeah, no, they occupied there. And yeah. like these finding out different like world leaders, they'll like kill a world leader then plant one that's been with the CIA for like 20 years and then mm-hmm. that person will fuck up the whole country just to set them back because they're getting too too advanced like, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy chess out here and then just like take like billions out of their economy and just yeah. dip, dip to like London yeah. oh my god they <laughs> do that Switzerland or <laughs> south like, of France exactly. they love the south exactly. of France it's crazy. Uh, somewhere where it's neutral <laughs> trust me um listen this AI <laughs> Oh. This AI is one area that, like, we're seeing a lot of crumblings and not so much crumblings. I guess I'm going to call it crumblings because people are just losing their jobs. That is true. I feel like I'm kind of, I'm currently Mm pro-AI. I'm pro it. For the sense that, like, like obviously they say what, like, chaos breeds opportunity. Mm -hmm. So it's not a full disruptor yet, but Mm -hmm. obviously it will be. And it's, like, it's one of those things where you almost need to, like, be spending time to think about how can you harness it to leverage it yeah. your, to your situation you know so it's like rather than trying to suppress it and be like the cab drivers who were like fucking hanging on the side of cars like five <laughs> years ago and shit <laughs> don't it's be like, blockbuster exactly you need to uh, you need to kind of figure out how can i use this how can yeah. i yeah how can this help what i'm doing type shit so some days i'm like i'm like yo like I actually need to be spending more hours thinking about how I can how I can use that. And the thing is, there's so many people who already are, which is like, and like, and you were talking about beginning stages of AI. Like, there's there's times where TikTok, Vine, uh, Twitter, everything, like these apps that come out, and like, man, the first people who take advantage out of here. Like, mm-hmm. even taking, remember, I don't know what the name of the app was, but the guy or the the person who created the app recently, where took photos of your face and it made your face animated yes and like yes. everyone was had like the 10 different CGI I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't CGI have like, ones I didn't yeah have yeah one. yeah, yeah like those 10 <laughs> animation CGI things yeah. in themselves and I think uh, that that technology was free but the person just kind of like put it together and then charged like seven dollars per and seven like, yeah it made millions made million, and now no one even uses that app but that person's probably chilling chilling they just made an app that literally in probably 40 not even 40 hours like probably a week's worth of just Non-stop downloads. Mm-hmm. Non-stop. And yeah, after it died out in like a week or two, you're sitting on millions now for a Luka app. Exactly. <laughs> That's in the beginning stages of AI. It's not exactly. even like... If you look at those pictures now, it's a joke compared sure. to yeah. what you can do. Like I seen a video where this guy showed a prompt that he did when he first tried out this AI service. 
And he's like, it's been two months, and I did the exact same prompt and looked and at the so difference. it's so much different. The woman's picture before looked kind of scrambled and like fuzzy. Now it's, it's full detail. It's like high four. Depth. It's like four K yeah. versus like versus like black and white TV or some shit. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. That's crazy. That and reminds, the music was that, was that iRobot. What? Is that iRobot? The one? <laughs> I know. I don't. I feel like that one. Like you can kind of hear his playing, but it's not that great. I think. But the that con- new song the, was really good though. Which one? The Ghost Rider. The Ghost Rider. The Ghost Rider song. Which Ghost Rider song? What, which one? The uh, one with him and Weekend. Yeah. Oh, that shit tracks, was hard. The track's fire. That shit was the hard. The beat. The beat is crazy. <laughs> Whoever wrote that, I was like. Well, the guy's name is Ghost Rider. Uh, Ghost Rider, like. Six six seven. I just got shit. my Selena with the Justin yeah. B. I was like, nigga, and chill it, out. He had like almost two hundred thousand monthly listeners, but then they took him off Spotify. <laughs> I gotta find that one now. It's probably oh, on man. like uh, Twitter. Is um, on Twitter. Yeah, it should be Drake and Weekend. Drake and Weekend. Ei. I mean Ai. Ai. Yeah. Not Nelly's Ei. <laughs> <laughs> Ei. Um, but no, that song oh. is crazy. But I saw someone tweet being like, "This is what the music industry wanted to control black." music without needing black people yep uh, which is like yep. weren't we talking about last year about that artist that they made that's what i wanted to talk about as well yeah the AI, who, the, which one there's not even ai it's like a bunch of uh different there's so many now of these profiles on instagram where it's just a digital oh yeah avatar it's mm-hmm. like that one girl she's been the, famous for Mel- some years yeah melania or yeah. melia what's her name can you look her up Melinda or some shit yeah, like that. She's like a streetwear type mm-hmm. of... So like 10.5 million crazy. followers. Crazy. This, this song goes hard. Jeez. This is AI. Yes, AI. Hard. Does that mean the guy wrote the lyrics? Yeah. Yo, DJs, <laughs> just run it. <laughs> yeah, I bet you they are. Bet you they are like, just run it. This track goes. It is what it is. It's like in the summer, low key. Like, this one, they need to wheel it like right here and just wheel it. Maybe they'll actually make it. Niggas been wanting this since Crew Love. <laughs> <laughs> what if they really did? That would be a crazy way to get in the game as the Ghostface. I mean, the Ghost Rider guy. Oh yeah, he's he's like he's on like fucking Jimmy Kimmel like with his like his his whole songwriting wise. I feel like for songwriters, this mm-hmm. tool will be incredible mm-hmm. because not only will you be able to see for yourself. What it would sound like for the artist you're writing for, now but the now they can hear, hear themselves. It's a legitimate real life reference. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like reference tracks are gonna sound like. If you're a reference singer, now. you're like, uh oh, because damn, yeah, yeah. your job is yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah. Your job is out. AI here. is destroying jobs by the hour. I think what AI is doing, and so, sorry if this sounds harsh, I guess, but it's like kind of like eliminating like what they might call mundane jobs. Mm. And then now you just need to really take the time to critical think. Mm-hmm. And just like you can't just like turn your brain off and do shit anymore, because yeah. those jobs are kind of being out of here. Yep. You need to like really be thinking and think about processes and how to connect. Because what AI, well, I don't say what they can't do, but what I assume they can't do yet is like 
connect all these various things together to like make this like super bigger thing, thing right? Yeah. You know, so it's like that's where humans still have the uh, the lead is like the connection of all these various things. So. Yeah, it's it's it. You're there's people who uh, they work these jobs and. Granted, they hate it, so they'll get more time to do artistic things and things like that. But my thing is like, yo, when is when is it gonna get to the point where there's so little jobs that we need like universal income? Yeah, yeah. Chill out, please breathe. <laughs> you get a job. He just <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. He just wants to stay home. Like, forever. yes, welfare. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> This guy's like, pay me to do nothing. No, but for real, because they're taking away, like, they're taking away jobs that people who aren't educated are doing. And it's Mm. like, if they're not educated and they don't have the ability to go and get, like, you know, corporate jobs or whatever, it's like, how are they going to sustain? And then especially when you live in a place like this where it's like not fucking cheap like welfare's not gonna pay for shit maybe what's gonna happen now is the tables are gonna turn where third world countries are gonna become second and first world and first world countries are gonna become third world you know in the sense that like maybe in like africa for example right maybe the culture is not going to quickly accept ai it's gonna be more human resource i mean human actually based yeah but there's gonna be a lot more chinese investment and foreign investment to really like prop up the country and like the general gdp whereas like here in north america where we feel we're so uh, ungrateful Ad- for shit. And it's yeah. like, we're going to use AI like crazy yeah. because yeah. we're uh, capitalists. Yeah. And then all you people who are expecting, I guess, government handouts are going to be fucked. Yeah. And then it's going to be third world. And, yeah. You know, yep. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys ever looked into or been hearing stuff about the money thing and how there's like brick, which yes. has to do with like like russia China, they're weakening us's dollar India, every whatever <laughs> and so i've just like been reading comments and things mm-hmm. like that and people are like yeah like north america is not gonna be like western civilization it's is not, not gonna, gonna be, be what it. it is no it's not it as it shouldn't be go, because it shouldn't have been for down. a long time <laughs> See, we, we <laughs> we've that. been faking we, it we, for we, a while we, we say that and it's like it's i'm kind of uh in between a little bit because i'm like when i read up on the on the brick stuff i'm like well, this is crazy. And it's like a part of me like likes like the villain story of oh, yeah. all the brick countries oh, yeah. coming together. Coming together and just like being like, fuck this. Yeah. But obviously part of me is like, enjoyed a good life of safety in North America, you know, and kind of North America yeah. and the US is kind of like owning the world and making sure no one gets out of line type mm-hmm. shit. And I guess you can kind of correlate it to like what like when like like mafia bosses in the hood and it's like Everything's blessed, and the cops arrest them, and there's fucking chaos and mayhem. Yep. You know My I mean? boss gets killed, and like everyone wants to be the next one up in yep. charge. So it's like, it's like maybe the brick could lead to that. It's like once they become in power, it's like suddenly all these people who have had these like suppressions to take over feel like they can, and it's going to be like war everywhere. I mean, I, I'm like obviously I love being safe and life <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, but I'm not opposed to it. I mean, like <laughs> there's there's so much that's happened in those countries mm-hmm. because of the like US. US or the US. like even because of the US. UK. Because of the US. I think it's we should like, remember that because of the US. It's not us. It's not, <laughs> it's not us. No, but that's, that's all we, but it's kind of us because we are little bro. So every time they the do US some shit. something, they call in Canada. Exactly. And or then when so we if, need something, we call in the US. Like they made sure that this relationship has been so good. Symbiotic. But like long term, is it really going to fucking benefit us in Canada? Because I don't give a fuck. Like if the US wants to like, 
you know, blow up and shits, they've got so much problems going on. Mm -hmm. You know, they really are like a third world country, mm -hmm. you know, playing like a first world. Um, but I'm just like, oh, how is this going to affect us just because we're right there? Well, this and is I'm the like, thing that we're lucky Let me just of. move to Hong Kong. Or we have shit. everyone's right. families. <laughs> we have everyone's families here. True. That's what we're very lucky for. And our we're passport so is one of the one passports that we can Everybody go all over loves. the world and we're loved no matter where mm -hmm. we go. So like there is a perception of us being a savior for a lot of different countries. Mm -hmm. And also the perception of our politeness. Our PR is through the roof. Through. <laughs> when it comes to politeness and, and um, being kind, they think mm -hmm. we're very kind. So all these things kind of work into our, fa our favor. Mm -hmm. But... Don't get it twisted. If we if it ever gets to a point where a US is like, yo, y'all gotta come help out. It's not like a, a asking thing. We're you gotta come help we'd out. We'd probably go. And we'd have to go. And then Unless, once we go, the people are like, oh, so Canada isn't so nice. No, Unless course. England like made it so that we couldn't because England trumps it. Well, I think I Trump's think what, what, it, but in terms of like trades and and it, like we trade a lot with America, mm. and it's just no, I understand that. We're but too like, deep in. We're still honestly. like yeah. owned by. We're just no too England. deep in. We're too deep in. It doesn't matter with with England thing. Like England would have to realize that we're too deep in, and I, they should have stopped think, that from time. In like the what in the war in Iraq, I feel like England went, the UK went as well. As well, yeah, yeah, they didn't. So question I think anything. generally the US goes, like the UK goes, and then Canada goes. They usually have yeah. the same. Same interest the US yeah. and the UK yeah. and yeah, France. Sure. Well, no, not France. I think they don't like, I think US doesn't like France. France might be part of the G9, I think. Yeah. So I think we, like all the Western or like all the, I guess, the more prominent countries are in the G9, then like all the countries that were hated, like I guess like China and Russia, yeah. were kind of on their own shit mm -hmm. being sanctioned. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where, this is funny because this is where like I think Trump is now get rallying back in people's minds because it's like Biden. Is moving as liberal as people thought He's they a wanted. Pussy. They thought people thought they wanted liberal, and then now they're realizing like shit. We actually need tough people. Well, yeah. there's a the thing: you get liberal, but don't get the liberal that has ties to making money in the country that's going to war. No fair. <laughs> like yeah. it's just that simple. You yeah. knew he had these ties beforehand. You knew the up the civil unrest that was going on between the two countries. Mm -hmm. You know how Putin moves, and you still went with him. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's at crazy. the end of the day, is the America does not give enough options for anything. It was between Trump and Biden. They went through Trump. They're like, "Yo, we will go through whatever the fuck, Biden whatever the gonna... fuck we have to yeah. <laughs> to Just go so... back to not hearing about the government every day." Yeah, because that burden of going on Twitter every other day. Trump did anywhere, this. Trump anywhere. said that. Trump tweeted this. I lived in the United States during his era. <sighs> Do you know how annoying that was? Like everything, you come to the office and it's like, "What the fuck did Trump do again?" Yeah. Like, and he's like and a you magnet. Hear the, like two white people, mm -hmm. like we love Trump, and then all the black people are like, "What the fuck? Yeah. You're racist." <laughs> but, now, but now it's funny though, because now it's like you ask. Uh, well, I see videos where they ask people on the street, and like, "Would you would you vote for the people like Trump?" Black people are like, yeah, I miss like Trump. Trump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's kind of funny. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. he was entertaining. Then he freed he freed Kodak. It was like. Oh. <laughs> you freed, you Kodak, freed Kodak ASAP. You freed Rocky. In Detroit, he freed uh, Sean Kilpatrick. So they were loving you know. that. <laughs> Yo, you mayor. know the thing with Trump too that like fucks me up is there's like so many people convinced that like he was also good. He's bait. doing the mm. good thing, low key. Yeah, but because of his personality, you're never gonna notice that he's the good guy. 
in terms of like going into the presidency, like the things yeah. that he was changing apparently were good things that he was changing. But because of him <laughs> and how he is, it would look like everything was all bad. And I, and I think to, I think that to that point is very interesting because I feel like the world at that point was going to a place where you needed to walk in eggshells, need to say things so oh, yeah. softly and like so harmoniously and gentle. And I feel like he was just so brash with how he said things. He's just that, like, all over it, the like place. Like it turned people's ears off, but then mm -hmm. maybe he might do something that is positive. But he just said it so lackluster. Yeah. That you're like, what the fuck is this? But yeah. In hindsight, people are like, oh, he wasn't really that yeah. bad. But Special it's crazy case. to think back to the Russia thing. It's crazy to think that like they were being sanctioned. The U.S. thought that they were going to like crumble. And now a bigger beast is, is like evolving from that. It's kind of kind of scary. These niggas joined forces like Captain Planet, bro. Crazy. That man. shit was I when I saw them shaking hands and that and the smile on Putin's face, I was like, oh, they got He's him. Like, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that nigga was like, not even yo. There's one video where he goes up to the the Saudi guy and he does. It's not even like a normal presidential professional handshake. He's just straight. That's the man, and like with force, and yeah. he's just like, yeah, That's like, crazy. and I was like, oh, he knows he got him, because he's thinking he's like, all the money's on that side, yeah, not all of it, obviously, but a good chunk of money is, <laughs> bro, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure he's relieved to know that, like, he has that some nigga money watched the World in. Cup, he yeah. said, no, 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 <laughs> I see that over, there. I see that oil money. <laughs> oh, saw the my deal that God. they made, or that Saudi gave all of their players the world royal. And he saw like, Elon over there. Yeah. <laughs> he saw Elon over there. He's like, oh, no, no, Say no, no. less. They try to plant. <laughs> oh, Elon just dropped his AI. Did I saw that. But even, wait, even talking about soccer, you hear about the Hakimi. Hakimi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crazy. He, uh, that is chess, if I've ever heard. <laughs> bamboozled yeah. his wife. That's you funny. know how many people are going to follow in his footsteps? It's, it's funny because it's a, it's a funny story, mm -hmm. but... A lot of people who want to follow in the footsteps, I feel like they shouldn't. You need to have, for one, have a super solid mom. Yeah. Um, that's basically it. Which a lot of people, <laughs> which a lot of people think they have until well, money's involved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when money's involved and things can get yeah. dicey, it's like if your mom's getting eight hundred thousand out of your million a, a month. Yeah. You know, you got to make sure that she still has your manas. Can't yeah. be swayed. She can't be swayed. Or anything. Yeah, that too. Mm. Freaking. Um, <laughs> is Andrew Tate Jamaican? What's oh, going that on? Was jokes. What oh is happening? <laughs> that was what so, is happening? That was so funny. He came out of jail. That was so The funny. first video, he's pacing the room smoking while dance hall is playing in the background. I said, all right. Maybe it was just on. Maybe it was just on. And they started filming. But then isn't it his like dad or something black? Or? His, dad is his black, dad's yeah. black, but his dad's also a chess master. I don't know if he's Jamaican, though. Check it. Can yeah, you look up check. his dad, please? But then he tweets... I saw that. The hard of the buckle, <laughs> the great of the victory. I said, what? <laughs> Hold on there. And he spelled buckle properly. I, said, nah. so, I saw you retweet that. I, looked, I thought it was like, I was like, is that really him? I clicked. I'm like, that's actually. Dog, crazy. I thought it was a parody account. I'm like, crazy. what's happening right now? Jill got him going nuts. Then today he drops another video, smoking a cigar, goes and eats the pizza that he got he revenge. caught with. <laughs> And he hasn't said a word yet. Yeah. This is a joke. He sits down in the chair. He's just looking at the camera. And there's dance hall playing again. And I'm just like, bro, what's happening? What's he, what is he trying to signify with that? I don't know. I have no idea. But just know, Jamaica <laughs> runs the world. Is that, <laughs> is that his like battle like genre? Like, he's just like, getting ready for <laughs> right? war. That's his warlord. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, puts just, on just some get, Movado. Get some amped. Anyways, Andrew Tate. <laughs> so um, speaking of Jamaica. Is a wine just a wine? 
How do you feel about if you saw your man bubbling at a party? Would you be mad? With Chance? I said your man. Not Chance. Chance your man? <laughs> um, I don't know. It depends on the situation, I guess. Does it depend on the girl? Mm, maybe if it was like somebody he had to pass with, oh. for sure. <laughs> what do you mean a pass with? A pass. Like they dated before. That's past, what a pass means? Past? Like oh, a pass. Like has I thought you said a pass. I was like, wait, no, what? You get a pass? I got a pass. I think that if we're just like there and we're vibing and like we go to the specific party like soca or oh like so Caravana so it has to be one of those like but what if it's a regular party whatever, night and then dance hall plays we're just having fun what if you're, it's at a regular party but dance hall plays and it's just a complete stranger and i'm standing there yeah I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> see how witty the stipulations what? are it's so interesting how but this like, works even if you flip it and if i was to go and dance with a guy and That'd he's standing insane. there, no i completely understand but it, okay, so Chance the Rapper, just for backstory, Chance the Rapper is in Carnival in Jamaica. There's a video of him going around bubbling uh, a black Not girl. just bubbling. Well, he slapped her ass as well. He was enjoying yeah. it. He Thoroughly. <laughs> and I get it. He's American. He doesn't know what bubbling probably is. So the slap on the ass, he got carried away. He doesn't know what it is. <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> That's why I think she gave him a... Do you see that side yeah, eye? Yeah, at the end? Like, like, uh, <laughs> but the everybody was like, isn't this... The married man didn't he make an album about getting married? And well, I feel I feel like Chance he was obviously at the top of his career, mm. and I think like he I don't say he fell off, but people kind of like fell off of him and what he represented. Mm. And I feel like now he's probably trying to go into Ghana, trying to change the image, trying to yeah. just tap into different areas. And I think that might be part of it. Him just being like, I can wild out too. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, wild out. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not mad at him for wilding out. My thing was like. The difference of reactions, like so many people are like, "Yo, you're a mar- he's a married man, blah blah." blah. What's I feel his like wife so many think? of those people are, are Americans, though they're and not it, Caribbeans. But that's the thing: you're Caribbean, mm-hmm. and you just said you would have a problem if I'm standing there. So if you, know you weren't I mean? there, if like, and you saw a video GC, of it, if GC decided he was gonna go to Carabana, and I'd be like, okay, whatever, like that shit. What if he happens. went to Jamaica, not Carabana? He's not to in a the carnival city. or whatever. It happens. Okay. That's I think what, the like, bigger question. The point I think the bigger of, question. Like that happens in it. You know exactly, what I mean? And I think the bigger question hand hand. is like, why isn't she there? The, I, I don't know because they have kids, so I'm not True. gonna. I don't. And it's celebrities. They yeah, go, go wherever. Shit, you whatever, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not even too hung up on that. My thing is like, whining is subjective, and I think people just need to just chill out. Just say that and be good with that because everybody acts like there's this universal rule of bubbling mm-hmm. when clearly there are stipulations yeah. and the stipulations <laughs> seem to be the darker it is <laughs> the darker and more intimate and more stranger it is the more it's off limits okay. and the more you're out in public with accountability from people watching you sense. around you it's more than okay is that not what I'm gathering from this? I think that makes sense. Am I, think I, that makes a lot of sense. I think that makes Because sense. if you are bubbling, like you said, Carabana or Carnival, broad daylight, millions of people, oh, no foul, no He's harm. You're just participating yeah. in the You're participating. In the ritual, you know? But if I go to that a party that night. <laughs> in a basement. In a basement. <laughs> and it's dark. And the same song plays. <laughs> and I catch the same bubble. It's a completely different well, bubble I think, now. I think that's a very good point because it's, like, it's like going to the strip club. It's like bra versus bikini. Yes. <laughs> Time and place. Exactly. Bra and bikini, and it, two I different think, I think things. It's also, it's shape also, the exact it's also same. intention. 
It's intention. Yeah. It's intention. Exactly. Intention. If I'm wearing lingerie to you, you know what time it is. Yeah. If mm-hmm. I'm wearing bikini to you, hey, we could be swimming. But also, if you're, if you're, if, if you're kind of just bubbling someone outside of the carnival versus like you're like really like dancing with someone in the basement, it's like. The intention and the intimacy is different. Level. I mean, not for old me, but shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely a thing, for sure. For sure. Oh, man. I think okay. he, but I just think that he just took it a little far with the slap on the booty. Cause, I, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think he knew what he was doing. He's he not used to all that junk flowing so <laughs> fluidly care. around yeah. his junk. And I think he just got carried away. He didn't know what it was. I see, and he doesn't, clearly, he's American. He doesn't yeah. know how to bubble. He, all and, he did was fall back the whole and, day. And, and to be honest, I feel like, like it was almost a well. Let me know what you guys think. I th- it's kind of a bad look for him, to be honest. I, feel I like think so. When I think of Chance, I think of Collected. I think of Obama. I think of you know just this like really co- like put together young man type shit. And not to say that that makes him not put together, he, but it just threw me off to see him doing that. I think he suffered from the Chloe Bailey. <laughs> yes, but, you know, this is why I, but he presented as one thing when he first came out. Mm-hmm. Then tried to at some point get a little tough mm-hmm. in the middle there, and people were like, "What's going on with Chaz? Why are you trying to be tough?" Yeah. And then he w- did a, another one eighty to married man, mm-hmm. and then no one eighty to Christian man. Yeah, because okay. that's and then one eighty to album. a married man. Mm-hmm. But then Christian man and married man don't act the same. Christian man and Jamaican man don't act the same. It's just like Chloe Bailey all over again. Your mm-hmm. your brand is not matching your personality. It's not matching your moves. And people don't know what how to react to you. And your light skin. It's yeah. just it's crazy. <laughs> the ambiguity of it all. It's just think too about much. Like someone like Kodak can do whatever they want because people just expect him to do whatever he wants. He branded yeah. himself that way. Exactly. You got to treat your career like you treat your girl. Create patterns and consistency. Or they will they will lose their mind. <laughs> <laughs> they will not know what to make of it. I'm over here trying to find her like Instagram page to who's see it, whose page? Uh, his wife to see if she her was reaction. there. Oh, oh. She, but <laughs> she does like she does comment on the stuff. Oh, word. Yeah, she because remember when he at, like liked that uh, porn video or something. <laughs> On his Twitter, oh, yeah. oh, he liked it yeah, and it came up, yeah, yeah. and then like people started going off about that, and then she was just like, "What's wrong with you guys? Like it's an accident." Like she definitely stood beside That's her so man. Funny. I'm a stand beside him. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, listen. She wasn't in Jamaica. Oh, we know, yeah. we know she wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, love is blind. Uh, get rid of the laches. I never want to see Nick Lachey or Van- <laughs> most importantly Vanessa Lachey ever again <laughs> in existence. The most annoying hosts, worst hosts, ask the worst questions at the mm. worst time, cut off people, save the villains, get mad at the, the people who are the victims, and Netflix, your live didn't work. <laughs> I paid too I much. About, I heard about that. I, I paid too that. much. Dog, it was the whole night kind of got fucked up. First, it was Netflix, uh, the live event, supposed to start at eight. It was working for no one in the world yeah. until about 8.45, 9 ish. And even then, only some people could watch it. I ended up watching it on TikTok through someone's live. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm still t- tapped in. And then I have Coachella on, on the TV at the same time. That was crazy. And I'm trying to watch Frank shit. This nigga taking forever to come out. I'm like, all right, we on Lauren Hill time tonight. That's cool. <laughs> I respect the time difference as well. This nigga didn't come out to what two o'clock in the morning, yeah, our he, time. He came like an hour late. He came an hour late. 
Mm -hmm. The the reason he did, he wasn't on the stage, nigga was supposed to have an ice rink, mm -hmm. allegedly. Yeah. And those people who were walking around the stage were uh, professional de uh, skaters that had been rehearsing for weeks. And at last minute, he did not want the ice rink anymore. He did not want the skating. And fucked up the whole set. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they had to tear everything that melt the, the ice. ice. That's the crazy part. Bro, melt this man ice. made the melt ice for an hour. I don't know what Nick's back there going. Oh, like how, how did they First melt the ice? ice in the desert is wild, bro. Then to melt it down. Is Do crazy. you know how much logistically had to go into this? You know how much water was just probably fucking had to be like mopped? there, bro. <laughs> That's and why everybody was so muddy, because you know they're in the desert. And my they thing were coming is, back uh, money. It was just leaking. Frank Ocean is a very petty guy. We've seen that. Mm. especially when it comes to business and stuff. And mm. So you think the, something happened? I mean, I think there's a potential that something might have happened. I feel like his brother passing away not too long ago, mm -hmm. maybe he's still mourning that or wasn't prepared to... I think he, he was supposed to perform in 2020. Yeah. Then his brother passed away, mm -hmm. then COVID happened. Yeah. Well, I think his brother passed away after COVID happened, no? Oh, shit. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think it, it might have happened after. Can you guys check the dates? But um, regardless obligations we've seen for him are not uh, a great he, thing. Yeah. He, he, he tries to maneuver obligations. 2020, August 2nd, 2020. August 2nd, 2020. So, yeah, right, yeah, right, at, the, the right at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So then now, he, he has this performance and he's obligated to do it and he's just making it difficult. Last minute. Like, and then he also pulled the live stream. Pulled the live stream as well. And this is someone who is very meticulous. He's very well planned. Like he, this guy, he planned his next album two years ago. He told us the date mm -hmm. of his next album and his next appearance. Mm -hmm. And we were like, all right, we'll see you at Coachella, sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, so this is someone who plans things out. So for him to last minute say, no, I don't want this, I don't want that. Then on top of that, people are waiting for you to perform. You know that you're an hour or something late. Then when you do perform, you're behind a screen. The entire time, nobody saw him. Crazy. And he's just, and there were moments where he'd stop the song and like walk over to like another instrument or another mic or something. Mm. And another song wouldn't play for like two minutes. That's what they were saying. Oh, it was like, like two minutes of just so... dead air and you can't see him. And then he was playing yeah. like random genres of music. Man, he was playing girl house. That I know was there, and she was just like, I don't know what Frank was. Wasn't is he doing, DJing, but I don't or like he had this. some girl DJing? He something had, like, like that. other people DJing, and like other artists coming up or something. And he played some shit. of his songs. He barely played a lot of his classics, and the and ones that he like did play, six songs. He would or just less. be like, like that, that was what I thought was really funny, actually, because the, the clips that I saw were just like him like dancing in the camera. But like he had his flip flops on, like track pants, like his jacket, hood on his head to his uh, to his eyebrow. And, and that's I'm another like, thing because they said that the screen, like they couldn't actually see him; they could only watch it on the screen or yeah. whatever. Oh, okay. And then you got Justin Bieber's talking about it was an incredible. It was performance. so incredible. Frank uh, is amazing. Inspiring. <laughs> like Justin's, his Justin's talent, probably like, Justin the had the angle. He's probably like, how the hell, how the hell get did away he with this? get away from this? <laughs> Like, and I, I gotta like, do the most. No, but also there's a there's a level of genius. We talked about this with Kanye. Yeah. There's a level of genius that people can attribute to you. 
that where you can do anything and now everything seems like it's intentional. Mm. And there is a reason behind this that maybe I just don't understand mm. yet. Oh, he's so... It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to me, man. But We'll see if he'll be back for weekend number two. Yeah, apparently yeah. they were saying that like there was like, well, obviously a strain, a quote-unquote strain in the relationship between him and Coachella. Yeah, because of all like, that last-minute shit. And they, and like they paid, up, like and they so probably many, paid like, him like mil- stuff. millions of dollars. And yeah. it's just like, damn. To put on a show, man. They, said, they even said that they didn't want to... Um, you're not going to see any coverage of like from them personally. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have any coverage of his set, which is allegedly unprecedented mm-hmm. yeah. in Coachella history. So yeah, because they do like a bunch of content for that shit. Look at the so. re- look at the repurposing of the Drake Madonna moment. Like yeah. they put that shit everywhere. everywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they know they create viral moments with like all these performances. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's pretty wild. It's pretty I think wild. I saw a meme that was just like. Frank looks like he went to the corner store and ended up on stage. <laughs> Facts. Bro, like, I I did not anticipate that being his... Like, I've, I really thought he'd treat it more seriously than that, to be honest. Mm. Like, his first time out in, what, five, five years? Five years, yeah. Yeah, it's I cool. don't know. I feel like my, my, like, last takeaway on that is the fact that, like, uh, I'm not mad at him either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do... I do love seeing how different people handle different situations. Mm-hmm. And Frank Ocean is someone who, like, obviously moves so militant and, like, everyone gives him props for how we, like, finesse the music industry for, like, 20 mil or whatever. Oh, that was, so yeah, it's that was like, a masterful play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like, you know, he's, like, a chess master of his own. So mm-hmm. it's like, I would want to see how this plays out. Like, mm-hmm. what is he going to do next week? Like, maybe in a couple of years when he talks about it, what was his thoughts on yeah. this? You know, like, that's what I'm interested to hear, like, from from the from what him. was his game plan exactly or like how he is he gonna be like you know what wasn't <laughs> planned exactly is he gonna be like you know what fuck it guys I just kind of fucked up or is it like part of some bigger thing yeah. right next next week he blows the roof off and it's like oh man that first crowd got had to get sacrificed <laughs> or some <laughs> shit. classic or some moment shit. or he was like. They didn't give me enough, and then I made them double it for me to really. Oh you know yeah, I mean? and then we, so, they were all like, "Oh my God, he's a business genius." <laughs> Speaking yeah. of money, I seen. Did you see the chart where somebody was like, "If you are um, the headliners, you'll get paid four million mm-hmm. plus," mm-hmm. and then in the first line, you'll get seven hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that was the difference or whatever. Crazy. I was like, I wonder how much the people in the bottom line get. Some of them are paying. Still a lot. <laughs> Still a lot. Some of them niggas paid. <laughs> Coachella, here's here's a bill. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for coming through, bro. Yes, I loved your you. story. I, mm-hmm. I love that other people got to hear it and share it. And um, you know, I know it's gonna inspire some people to, you know, really just get on their shit well, and get you, really, you. you know, serious about it. Especially with the 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 length you've been able to take it. Like, where's Aunt, Auntie Lucy's going to be going next? Yeah, so we are about to relaunch in May. I'm super excited. We partnered with this other company that specializes in, I guess, uh, licensing companies and kind of, like, facilitating ghost kitchens. Sick. So they did, um, uh, I guess, the same company that did, like, um, Mr. Beast and a few other really big Dope. prominent people. But with them, we are going to be uh, having four locations. Nice. The first one's going to be wow. Front of Spadina. Delivery only. Front and spadines? Yeah. <laughs> Delivery only. Um, I think the hours are going to be like noon to 3 a.m. every day. That's what's up. Um, and then then we have, I guess, I guess I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say it, but we're going to have one in the east, I think VP. We're going to have one in Davisville and then one in Etobicoke. That's nice. what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. And are you trying to go to certain communities like, are you pinpointing certain communities so based, based on anything? Yeah, so the way it works is like they have, like our partner, they have 
um, locations of the kitchens already. Mm-hmm. And like we kind of can pick different ones. So those are the four that we kind of were like, these are spread out in areas that like they might be aware of onto Lucy's already, but mm-hmm. also like aren't going to interfere with the other one's radius. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's dope is like we're going to obviously ensure that like, well, this company, they already have like top level cooks and everyone already doing what they need to do. And they have the tech behind everything to really know, like, you're going to excel in this neighborhood or et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And then for us to really just make sure that, like, the food is at the quality we want it. And just, I'm going to be ghost ordering from all these different spots, like, frequently to make sure everything's blessed. Mm-hmm. But then what we can do, what allows me to do now is, like, move away from having to worry about what's happening in the kitchen mm-hmm. to really just, like, excelling on the marketing, marketing side. side. Yeah. And then just, like, uh, I'm still able to do pop-ups, still able to do kind of whatever to continue to get the word out there. So mm. need exciting. to add to Lucy's Dutty December. Facts, in, in exactly, Ghana. exactly. I think exactly. that'd be a crazy exactly. pop-up. So it's like trying to do more shit to just like take the brand more global and it's like you need p- partners to really help yeah. elevate you. So That's amazing, My new man. work office is actually going to be at Front and Spadina, so Jeez. I'll have uh, some something to eat. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. That's what's up, man. Thank <laughs> you so much for coming Thank through. Thank you guys for having me. Thank yes. you guys so much for tuning in. Um, mm-hmm. Extra Gravy Comedy tonight, Extra 9.30 at Comedy Bar. Make sure you guys are there. Um, tickets are still on sale. We are in the cab room. I might at pull Comedy up actually Bar. tonight. I'm gonna pull up. Tonight. Pull up, yeah, pull up, man. Uh, tonight, as in tomorrow, still because okay, we put true. it out yeah. tomorrow. Thursday, I'm at the Civilian for a 4:20 show. If you smoke, come on out. Um, all the information is on my Instagram. You got anything coming up this week? Absolutely not. Nothing but motherhood. Thank you yes. guys so much. For I got Auntie Lucy's burgers. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm Marlon. I'm Alicia. And that was the extra gravy. (laughs) (laughs) Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.